Well, broads, tis the season for parties, which sounds fun, but can actually, in a cruel trick of the universe, be stressful because most of us do not have a dozen holiday party outfits on hand. Well, with a little help from Stitch Fix, you can be party ready in no time this holiday season. Think of Stitch Fix as your own personal stylist. You answer a few simple questions like what is your budget? What kind of brands do you typically like to shop from? Are there styles you gravitate towards? The basics. And then they'll send you a box full of stuff to try. The key word there is try because with Stitch Fix, you get to try everything on at home before deciding what to keep. Anything you don't love, just send it back. Stitch Fix will even cover the returns and exchanges. I, for one, know when it comes to fashion, I can be pretty particular. I have had an amazing experience with Stitch Fix. Getting party ready has never been more simple. And right now, Stitch Fix is offering our listeners $20 off their first fix at stitchfix.com slash chatty. That's stitchfix.com slash chatty for $20 off today. Stitchfix.com slash chatty. And welcome to another episode of Chatty Broads with Becca and Jess. <clears throat> welcome to my podcast. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming on. I'm so glad you could be here with me. I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> so glad you could come you've been asking for a really long time and yeah. you know i you were on my list of guests to have yeah. but you know obviously there's priority you yeah know, there's i just like, am a fan and i'm just excited to be here and i just i know really, you kept texting me and i yeah. was telling jess like hey like you know i mean we're close but i'm like you know like 11 p.m consistently yeah. bugging to ask yeah. to be on the podcast and I, it's just a little it was a little i like to text at late hours too and that's right. kind of my favorite thing is like yeah. oh, hey is now a good time it's 1 a.m to talk about my <laughs> spot on the pod yeah like you know? the like the three minute voice memo thing is just kind of i felt like it was yeah. too much yeah i do a lot of lead up too where it's like hey just so you know everything's going good hope everything's well this is what happened to my day and then i finally get into it i didn't feel like we needed to do like the four hour zoom workshop about what we we're going to talk about on this podcast but i'm glad that we had put that yeah well know, i mean we got for me it's all about a warm-up and you don't go into a, like a game without right. a stretch so right. i needed to get my stretch it's all about on. sports for you isn't it yeah i'm a big sports guy i don't follow sports <laughs> But for some reason today, I have made like four analogies that connect no, to sports. I don't know what's going on. You have brought up sports. That's like the fifth time I don't time know why. I don't hour. even watch sports. I play. <laughs> now you're overcompensating. I well, hate sports. Well, I hate hockey. I'll tell you because I blew my knee out. So now all of a sudden you want to do all the shit you weren't even doing before. But you're like, you know, oh, okay. I got to get back in there, coach. Jessica Lignato said that you need to get back into team sports. Very true. What do you, how do you feel about that? It makes sense. Do which you, which is really interesting because right before I blew my knee out, yeah. I was joining a hockey league. No way. Yeah, I was like, I need this again. Like I literally bought I I, I got my old gear from my parents' house. I bought some new gear to like get me up ready to go. And then like a week later I blew my leg out. What do you think the message from the universe is about that? I think two things. I think one is physical activity is important for my brain. Yeah. Like whenever I'm working out regularly or physically moving, surfing, whatever my brain works better. Yeah. Cause I think I have a lot of like busy mind. No. So yeah. if I'm physically moving, it kind of calms the, all the voices. Uh, and then the team aspect of it, I think is also the social aspect. That no, I, really I like. meant like with your knee, like I'm not one oh. of those people that thinks like everything happens for a reason, but I will say that was a very random, very dramatic, yeah. very intense situation. Yeah. 
I'm not, I mean, I random chaotic, horrible things happen, but I, I, that's what I'm saying. What, what was like the message from the universe in that? It's interesting you say that. So I've been going, we've been talking about this on the pod, but like I've been going to this, I call him my therapist, yeah, yeah, yeah. but whatever. Yeah, We're going yeah. to him for, you're, you're for the mentor. last, my, I call him like my guru Yeah. for the last year. And one of the biggest things that he's kind of helped me with is like, you know, when people say woo mm-hmm. is I was so shut off because of my history to anything spiritual, any like woo, even Jessica said like, you're a lot more woo than you realize and you yeah. need to open yourself up to that. So when this happened, I was kind of like, all right, my old self would have just been like, this shit happens. But I was like, you know, I'm going to open myself up to like, what could this mean? Or how could I take this? You yeah. know? So I was fresh out of surgery, like a week. And I was walking on this path with Jess and this random like biker dude, heavy metal looking face tattooed guy walks up to me and he goes, what happened to your leg? And I go, oh yeah, blew it out doing this. And he goes, and he pulls his let, he pulls his shorts up, and he has a huge scar. Same thing. And he goes, I had the exact same thing happen to me. And he goes, look at me, man. And he goes, this is a message. And he goes, you need to slow down, and you need to contemplate kind of where your head's at. Oh my god! Because clearly, you weren't slowing down enough to listen. So your body. And the universe shut you shut it down for you. And I was just sitting here going like, dude, like this wasn't some guy who was like hippie guy. I mean, this was like a biker metalhead. No, and he said that to you for a reason. And he literally he just felt like he needed to stop you and say, tell that to it you. It was weirdly like angelic. So he looks at me, he says that stuff like right in my eyes, and I go, "Whoa, you, man, that's interesting." You say that, I kind of feel that way yeah. too. And he goes, "Yeah." Anyway, brother, have a good day. And then he just left. And it was like he walked like across the street to tell me yeah. too. It wasn't like we. It was no. The most he was bizarre. like called to talk to you and tell you that. Yeah. And then my guru guy was saying the same stuff. He goes you because i've been working with him for six months yeah and then he goes you weren't listening so like your body just said to you okay i'll make you listen and i was like whoa so then i really did make it intentional and it's funny because if you were to tell me i would have done this to my leg and you would have asked me a year ago how would you react i'd be like i would be devastated my summer's over this sucks and and honestly not a single day i've woke up where i've been devastated by it i've been like you know what let's take advantage of this time and work on my brain and it's really helped wow. it's been we- it's been weird it's like the, p- the paradigm shift mindset shift so call it the universe wow. call it just you know oh you can it's just shit luck but then you can change your perspective on it however you want to look at it it has been a very positive happening wow for my brain probably kind of a reset totally hmm. that what's important realizing i was not present you know a lot of that stuff yeah because I have a tendency to be very like in five places at once in my brain. Totally. Like I can be with you, but not with you. Yeah. Because my brain is just like firing, you know? Yeah. So do you feel anxious when you're like that or not really? Like you're just like, you do feel, you do feel anxious. That's why I used to drink a lot. Mm. So like in my mid twenties and stuff, I started realizing that like, I wasn't just partying for partying. I was partying for like medication. Yeah. Because it would allow my brain to just be focused on whatever we're doing, yeah. having fun, whatever. Zero in on the mo- being more in the moment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Like I've always, yeah, I've always kind of looked to other things to settle my mind, you know. And this was like a real time where it was like, hey, you got to work on this, man, because you never have. Yeah, you've always found another way, even or, or overworking myself for no reason, like creating tasks for myself just to keep my mind on the hamster to, wheel. Yeah. And realizing that like, dude, you're not present. You're not giving your full effort to things because you're doing 20 things at 10%. And like you, then it makes you feel more anxious. It's like, it's interesting how like I didn't, 
I had never forced myself to come to terms with that. I think what's difficult too is like we live in a culture, you know, like hustle culture, right? Yeah. So it's like you're you doing a bazillion things at once and also like doing well and work and all of that stuff. It's like when you look at it from our culture's perspective, it's like you're killing it. Like you're doing everything right. right, right. What could be wrong? And I think that we forget that like all of that stuff can be a numbing and a distraction. Like we look at, we only look at things that have like a negative byproduct, right? Like, Oh, if you're doing drugs or if you're just like laying around at home, like that's bad. Cause you're not like doing shit. Yeah. But you can be doing way too much shit to numb yourself out and to like, you know, distract yourself from, from all the things you need to face. It's been my existence, my whole adult life. Like, and I think it's also the way you brought up too. It's like, I was always kind of brought up to like your value as and I don't think this was done like um, it's more like old school mentality, but for like sure. your value is what you make. Yeah. Not, what you have to offer. Yeah, like, what you have, like what you generate for a thing, whether it be money, a project, whatever it is, it's like whatever you contribute to the project is, is your worth. Yeah. So like my worth was so wrapped up in that. So it's interesting. The music industry kind of slows down during the winter and every winter time I get really anxious because mm. I'm like, first of all, like you, is everything I know and love gone? Am, am I never going to have a career? Whatever you just, yeah. but then also like, okay, I have this downtime. I'm losing my mind. I'm faced with myself. This is the first time where I'm like not anxious and I'll wow. have days where I'm like kind of working a little bit and then I'm like chilling and I'm going like, why am I not freaking out? I should be freaking out. And I'm like, whoa, the work is happening. So it's been, yeah. it's been interesting. You know? Yeah. I mean, Gray's on the, like the same thing right now. Yeah. And it's been like, we've been trying to unpack that too. Cause it's like, um, you know, it's like TV, anything, anything can be a distraction. Work, even working out, you know, like, I always talk about that with men. Like, I think it's good. I think everyone should have like a physical outlet, but I think also men can like very often throw themselves into the gym, throw themselves into sports right. because it's like in those moments, like you're talking about, you can shut off your brain. You can shut off like, you know, emotions that you need to face oh, that have never my, been dealt with. That's, that's it really. Is yeah. It's like dealing with shit that's there that you don't want to talk about or, yeah. or because it makes you anxious or yeah. it freaks you out or trauma or whatever it is. And male culture is so different because of course like women we get together and we're just like you know talking about it's the cliche but it's true we're all like talking about our feelings and talking right. about our childhoods and yeah. like really just processing all the time. Right. And so yeah it's interesting. I it's it's a it's a tough one for me. I go in and out of it but like I think the one thing that it really always comes down to is just like yeah facing the shit in your brain which is scary. Also realizing that like your worth is not tied to what you create. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's totally, that's what you do. That's not who you are. Yeah. And my brain has like been programmed that way so long. And like you even said, I'll just watch a show in the middle of the day or a movie just so it feels like I was doing something. But the idea of like just sitting around or being time. in my backyard, just looking in. Cause it, when you think about it, me watching a movie or me sitting in my backyard, staring into the sky, same amount of product productivity. Yeah. But one probably actually has a better byproduct. One than the has other. a much better byproduct, yeah. but I felt like something was done That's by watching a show. You know what I mean? Because it was like busy. It was That's it was stimulating. I uh, we were just talking about this in a recent episode. Like Jess and I realized that I don't know if she told you about this, but like I was raised in puritanical Christianity and she was raised in evangelical, and like the difference between those oh, two. Oh, interesting. We're like this is how Jessica Leniato broke it down, but it made sense to me. She said like evangelical, it's very motivated by like guilt and shame and like fear of hell. That's and I evangelical. Was like, yeah. Got it. And okay. I was like, I didn't really like experience that. Like, I wasn't really scared of hell. I don't have like a lot of the guilt, shame thing. But she goes, no, puritanical for you is striving for perfection. And it's all about shoulds. Oh. And I was like, that's so me. Because even now I, I feel like, I don't know, Western Christianity. It's like, I'm, it's behind me. It doesn't bother me anymore. But I'm very much like, I shouldn't be watching TV. 
Yes. I should be sitting outside. Yes. You're creating these like spending, fake laws. Yes. That yeah. I very rigidly adhere this is what to. Like great people do or whatever. Yeah. Perfect like, moms. Yeah, whatever. Perfect, yeah. Yeah. My best self would like not have watched. I, I cannot watch. The idea of watching two movies in a row is psychotic to me. Mm. Like I can't do that. I'm like, that is such a waste of time. Right. Right. And actually it's had to be something that I've re- had to reprogram in myself of like, no, it's like okay to enjoy a movie and there's also like great movies. But even right. that, when I watch a movie, I have to check all the Rotten Tomatoes and make sure it's like a critically acclaimed good <laughs> Gray movie. Gray mentioned that. He's like, I tried to watch a movie the other day and she was like, this doesn't meet my, meet my standards or no. whatever. And I was like, oh, interesting. It's gotta be like a good you movie because I can't waste into- my time. Got it. And I'll watch reality TV. I used to always watch like Real Housewives and stuff, but only if I was doing something at the same time, right? Folding laundry, yes. working on a craft, yeah. like otherwise like... Oh my god! The idea of sitting on the couch watching Real Housewives is like anxiety inducing uh, for me because I'm like that is a waste of time. I yes. should not be spending my time that way. Right. So that's yeah, interesting. It, yeah, I think it's also too like what it makes you feel. You know what I mean? Because it's like if you feel good and healthy doing certain things, then it's like maybe it's not necessarily a bad thing. But like if you're doing it out of some sort of like Which I'm supposed to be this way, right? Because it's like I feel bad. If I sit and watch the sure. housewives on the couch because I have believed for so long that that's a bad thing to do. Isn't that weird? It is. Weird. It is so weird. A good and bad related to like activities. Like that's such a weird thing to do. It's like what's good and bad is how you treat people. That's about it. And then outside of that, it's just like, all right, well, what do you want? Well, you know, have, what's get, important to you? I get anxious about time, though. So I like yeah. I want to like like, oh, God, you can ask Graham. Like if on the weekend you can't chill. It's if like activity, he, activity, activity. I can if we're, this is another thing with the should. If we're outside, uh, for some reason, inside, my mom programmed yeah. that into me. I'm like, if we're sitting outside, like in the grass, chilling, that's a good use of time. Because that's quality. Yes. Right. You're in nature. That feeds your bad. soul. Right, 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 exactly. But like, oh my God, if he wants to like lounge around on the couch, I'm like losing my <laughs> right, mind. Right, right. <laughs> Right, because you know. I'm like, we need to be weaving baskets or something. We need to get back and eat (laughs) raw meat. Liver King. (laughs) No, I'm I'm similar. Like I get I get very I get addicted. I'm not quite the same on regards to activities, right? But I do get the same when it comes to like quality. Like my what I've decided is quality. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I get anxious when it's like. We shouldn't be doing this or show. We spent too much time in this location doing this oh. and this is not good for my brain. You know what I mean? But even though, even though I do 50 other things that aren't good for me, right. it's just I've decided and that could drive, I know, that can drive Jess crazy too because it's like all of a sudden I've just decided in this moment that we should get out of here and it's like, totally. what was what was wrong with this? And it's totally. like, you're right. I've just decided in my brain I've had enough for me. <laughs> and I'm not like, you know, it's just like no real. Do you like, get overstimulated like that? Is it overstimulation too? Or are you no, just like, I'm not, over it? No, it's not overstimulation. It's like anxiety that like we're not doing something like we're not doing yeah. something that's going to like, like helping with a skill or, you know what I mean? It's like, again, it's that performance. Right. Production. Like what? Give thing. an example. Like. Yeah, like, okay, like lounging around watching a movie. Okay. I'm like, I'm good with it. I'm good with it. And all of a sudden, I'm not good with it. And I need to be like, Ember needs to be working on her swimming. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) It's just like, because I don't want her to be the kid that can't swim when she goes to the birthday party. (laughs) You know what I mean? And it's like, just out of nowhere. Yeah, out of nowhere. It's like, we've got to work on a swimming. God, why why haven't we been doing that? And it's just like, what is happening, dude? (laughs) Oh my God, that's so funny. It pops up in my brain. I'm like, Uh we got to start working on this. (laughs) This is bad. 
I was like, what? Chill, dude. I'm sorry she can't read like a novel yet. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. What do you think? Okay, this is actually a good. We'll start the debate topic. So I yeah. screenshotted a lot. This is a good one. There's like certain. Um, what, uh, do you think that there is a certain age that children should learn to read by? This is a whole thing. This is this is a whole thing. So I don't know what I think about it. I don't. All but that there I, are, okay, yeah. here, this is what I'm yeah. bringing up. There are some people that believe in the unschooling thing yeah. where they're like, yeah, my 11 year old doesn't know how to read, but it's like not a big deal. She'll like get it eventually. Right. Do you agree with that or not? I don't know. But all I do know is that like because my internal thing is like, that's yeah. awful. Right, right. But I also so this kind of goes back to the puritanical evangelical okay. Christian yeah. thing, too, which and I'm sure. Shit. Oh. Dude, you are this great. It's the same thing. He spills all the I'm time not, too. It's you. I'm actually literally haven't done this. It's just water. It's fine. Ever moving the cords out of the way. Um. So, uh, so, I guess for me is it's like there's also like oh yeah you need to be this way because then like I knew someone from Germany and they're like oh yeah my kid doesn't even learn math and he's in second grade. Oh, and they're like, yeah, it's not how the school system works. They don't even, they know that kids should just be kids playing, interacting with each other, building those skills. And then we'll teach the the skills later. Waldorf is in particular. They're like, yeah, they're like up to this age. We don't even teach like reading at all. But then I remember being a kid and like in the evangelical Christian world. And and I'm sure just in a lot of like certain societies, just public school culture in general, but there's like testing and everything, you know? uh, Yeah, exactly. And it's like, Oh, I remember kids being heralded and praised Uh because in second grade they could read all of Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. And it was like, look at this kid. And now I know that kid and we can read the same. (laughs) So there is this level of like the first one to the finish. There is no finish line when you're two. So the, just because you're ahead for a moment doesn't like you're putting so much stress on That's that kid. True. So my whole thing is like, I don't know the right answer. I just try to approach it like you want them to be working on skills so that they can learn skills, but also not putting so much pressure on them where you're like living through them and you're trying to like make them be the best kid in class so that they're feeling all this because kids get so much pressure totally. and they start feeling all the weight of their parents like coming down on them. You need to be perfect and like you also just want balance. them to love that thing, right? Like that's I, another thing. You like, force them and then you put all your shit on them and then they're like, I hate this. Like I know so many kids who hate reading because they just like always had a bad experience because right. like you're talking about like they were never like on track with right. their reading and they were like, you know, whatever. And they were made to read certain books and they're just like, dude, it sucks. Like yeah. so many kids have that feeling about learning in general. They're like learning sucks. But it's like, if you didn't have a shitty environment to yeah. learn in where you were constantly under pressure and under performance expectations, right. like maybe you wouldn't hate learning. Cause like, well, like we were talking about, Ember, we were talking about swimming earlier and it's like swimming is the same way with Ember. Like in the beginning, it was like, she wouldn't learn. Mm-hmm. And I was just trying and trying. She was just like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to yeah. do it. And I was like, you're going to be a great, because I was a swimming <laughs> kid. I was like a lifeguard and I was like surfing at like one, you know what yeah. I mean? I was like in the, I was a water kid. So I wanted her and I felt like there that's was funny, a lot that's of, that's how gray is too. I was like, no, yeah. swimming is like there not was, my thing. There were so many positive experiences that I had being a kid who was really into water, especially young age. So I was like, you're going to need this. And, and she would fight me on it, fight me on it. Fight. And then one day I just was like, forget it. Yeah. Let, we'll let it happen. And like a month later, she was like a little fish. You know what I mean? So it was like, I also had to just realize I'm putting my thing on like her trajectory in my mind of like what it should be. When in reality, it's like, just set them up and then they'll kind of find their space. Like some kid's going to excel at math and the kid's going to get the reading. And then it's, then they're all at some point, totally, they're just going to be probably there. True. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. kind of how I, I, I don't know. Again, we have like babies, I feel like but as long as someone's there to like meet their needs when they need help, 
Because I think the problem is, is like if a kid needs help, like let's say learning to read sure. and they're never getting that help There's and then they're 12 yeah. and can't read. Like, I feel like that's different than a parent who's homeschooling and they're like, no, like we haven't like focused on that, but like we'll focus on it eventually. Right. Like, I, I feel like that's two different scenarios. Like just yesterday. Outcomes. Yeah. I was building this little um, dresser thing for Ember. And I just knew in my head, if I tell her, you need to help me with this, she's going to be like, I don't want to, but I'm doing yeah. this. other." So I just started building it in front of her. Two seconds later, she's like, can I screw that in? Can I do this? Can I try that? And then we did the whole thing together. And then she was super proud of it. You know what I mean? So I'm really learning and just to be like, there is a level of like, you got to like see where they're at first. And you got to just show yourself doing it. Right. Yeah. Like I remember Liz, Gray was telling me recently about how like with reading, it was like the biggest thing to like get your kids to read. One of the biggest things for them to see you reading. Uh, and I was like, yeah, duh. Like if they're sitting, seeing me on the phone all the time and then I'm like, you guys need to like read more books. It's right, like, what the that's fuck is true that? actually, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, uh, but then that requires more work for me. So I, <laughs> I have to put down my to phone and pick up reading. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's start with something light. Um, let's see. Okay, broads, quick pause from Becca and my husband. So not to brag or uh, make anyone panic, but I actually just recently got done with the majority of my family's holiday shopping. Uh, and no, I am definitely not the type of person that starts shopping in June or something like that. Uh, bless you if you are one of those people that is not typically I'm normally panicking last minute that's me the two days before but this year I knew that the best gifts are ones that really mean something which is why I'm going with sentimental gifts from Framebridge this year you literally cannot go wrong trust me Framebridge makes it easier than ever to custom frame everything that matters without ever leaving the house which means you can easily give a thoughtful gift this holiday season if you've been lucky enough to have amazing experiences with the people that you love this past year and you'd like to do something special for each of them, Framebridge is the perfect way to do that, whether it's a selfie with your best friend, your game-winning jersey, or a special anniversary dinner menu. Consider framing it with Framebridge. Give them a gift only you could give. So for both my parents and Evan's parents, they're going to be getting family photos of us and Ember because we all know that's what every grandparent really wants, right? And my sister, well, I can't say what I got framed for her because she does listen to this podcast and I don't want to give anything away, but I know she's going to love it. You're going to love it, sis. Uh, there's so much you can do with Framebridge and the process is so easy. Just send in your physical item or upload it digitally, so simple. Then you can preview it in a bunch of different frame styles to see what you like best. Once you decide, the team at Framebridge gets to work on your piece and in a few days, it's at your door assembled and ready to hang or wrap up and give as a gift. So get started today, frame your photos or give someone the perfect gift. Go to framebridge.com and place your order today. That's framebridge.com. So I've been eating the best lunches lately. I swear to you, lunch used to be the meal that I really could kind of take it or leave it. I just, I don't know, I felt very uninspired by my options for lunch. Like, what really were the options? A soggy sandwich? A sad salad? I mean, surely there was more and I was just not getting it, right? Well, turns out that's right. Daily Harvest has been my new lunchtime go-to and Broad's lunch just might be my new favorite meal of the day. Daily Harvest not only makes lunchtime the most delicious time of the day, 
but they make it easy and quick too. What they do is create delicious meals for any time of day. And by the way, they're even stored fresh in your freezer until you're ready to eat them. And when you are, simply spend a few minutes preparing and enjoy. Everything at Daily Harvest is built on organic fruits and vegetables and nothing else. Not uh, No artificial colors or preservatives or added sugars. So no matter how busy you get, you can still eat a meal that's delicious and good for you. My favorite lunchtime meal right now has got to be their artichoke and spinach flatbread. Oh my God, it's perfectly crisp and it just takes a few minutes to heat up. It's so good, but I'm also a huge fan of their hearty soups because you can take them on the go on those extra busy days. Daily Harvest has you covered no matter what your day has in store. You deserve one less thing to worry about. Let Daily Harvest take care of the fruits and veggies for you. Go to dailyharvest.com slash chatty to get up to $40 off your first box. That's dailyharvest.com slash chatty for up to $40 off your first box. dailyharvest.com slash chatty. This is a big one. Okay. This is serious. A lot of people were asking this one. When is it appropriate to put up your Christmas tree? Okay. This is my opinion or this is like, cause my whole thing is give like your opinion. Just give your opinion. Cause I know. Cause I could look, I also have the diplomatic feeling where it's like, whatever, when you want to put up your Christmas tree, I'm not right. going to like bully you. If you want to put right. up your Christmas tree in fucking July, whatever. Jess is a big, like let's celebrate Christmas as early as possible <sighs> because she loves Christmas. She is like Christmas. Queen. Now I bet you and I are of the same mentality where if you have something sweet, you want to savor it for a period oh, of time. I, yeah okay because okay. i feel like i mm-hmm. love christmas right but if i start christmas if i make christmas three months out of the year mm-hmm. i can't enjoy it as much as if yeah. christmas is only six weeks out of the year i think it's all about letting things breathe right let it breathe so like let halloween breathe yeah you know like let it have a little afterglow i want to see maybe some the, of the pumpkins the out for a couple for a days bit. yeah let's see like keep the you know decorations the, up yep. for a couple days and then after a week they're all kind of going away mm-hmm. and then thanksgiving comes mm-hmm. around and you let that breathe for mm-hmm. a week I, like i never understood i'm gonna go the opposite i never understood when people are like january 1st or, or, or you know december 26th Take the lights down. No, it's, I'm it's like, like, let what it breathe. Are you? Okay, Grinch. Yeah. yeah. It's like, what's the rush here? But I'm also someone who doesn't like stress at the holidays. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, don't rush me to do anything around the holidays because this is supposed to be fun and chill. So when you're like, we got to get the lights up and it's <laughs> the day after November. I'm like, dude, dream. yeah, like, isn't this supposed to be fun? Right. You know what I mean? So it's all about fun to me. Like, okay, do whatever's sure. fun. I like that. So if it's early, cool. If it's late, Ideally, cool. Ideally, in your perfect world, when do you put up the tree? Okay. It's tree, Evan's world. When do you put it up? Two, I would say, because you want to, yeah. Because uh, what's super early is like right after Thanksgiving, no, right? No, that's normal. People are putting up their that's Christmas psycho. tree now. You never celebrate a holiday Evan, before now. there's another holiday. No, I agree. No, I am seeing so many influencers November 1st. That's psycho. Your tree's not even going to last tree. that long fake trees you can't have a christmas tree in your house while there's pumpkins on no, your on your doorstep no i agree no i agree no people now evan no, are ha- putting their christmas shit up that's absurd it has to be it has to be at least i'm like no day after thanksgiving's normal i'm like give it a week three weeks four three 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 and a half weeks before christmas i'm like, a, I'm like usually the weekend after thanksgiving because you're also coming off of thanksgiving yes. break you got a week off of yes. school and stuff. That's when we always did it. Like the weekend after Thanksgiving, you're eating your leftovers, you're stuffing and you're like, let's go so get a tree. So what is that like December 5th? 
No, it's like November 28th, probably. November 29th. Oh, yeah, because I guess... Okay, yeah. Okay, I would say I'm a December 1 guy. Okay. I respect that. Because for me, December is Christmas. No, I agree. November's not. <sighs> yeah. That's my personal view. But Black Friday shopping to me always felt very Christmassy. That's true. That's true. But I don't connect that this with This is the crazy like, thing, though. Like, the day after Thanksgiving, you said that's early? No, that is like reasonable by today's standards that's absurd for mine i i need everything to have its own place i can't have things crossing over i agree what you say with the room to breathe though like yeah you want and also you should still have christmas decorations up for new year's eve right like yeah exactly because i look at new year's eve as kind of like it's, it's, it's the afterglow conglomerate yeah it's helping you, know I mean? you transition give it a birth a wide birth i agree i'm with you on that because no. new year's to me is not its own holiday it's a Christmas 2.0. Totally. That's mine. It's always a little depressing. Yeah. And then everyone starts getting anxious because they're like, what am I going to do this year? And am I going to be the best version of yeah. myself? You know what I mean? January's like, eh, for me. It's my birthday I know month. it's your birthday. But again, I'm not a big birthday guy anyways. But yeah, January's, it was always a bummer to have my birthday in January because it was like, no one's that into it actually, because it's like everyone always just did Christmas. See, my birthday is February 10th and I actually did always like that because I was like, yes, birthday's around the corner. It was like a little uh, something to like cling to. I'm like, uh, in, but in a month, you know, like Jan first right. week of January, I'm like, but in a month, it's going to be my birthday. Uh, so like that's carrying me through the winter. But yeah, I'm with you. Okay. What about this one? Runner's high. Is it real or made up? Is that different from a second wind? Yeah. It's after you stop running. Oh, you don't. Well, let me Google it. If runner's high, it means my knees hurt. Then yes, I get <laughs> I get runner's high. But. No, runner's high is like when you get done with the run and you're like your endorphins. I mean, it's not made up. It's a literal thing. Like your endorphins are surging. Maybe I've never run long enough. Could be. Like, I think the longest I've ever ran was like eight miles. What is Maybe this is like high? a marathon thing. Oh, no. Is it like oh, second no. Oh, no, no, no. Short oh, okay. lasting, deeply euphoric state following intense exercise. Honestly, no. I mean, really? I, I like even as like an athlete kid, we'd work out 12 hours a day. And you never felt kind of like you were floating after like a no, little bit No, I high. just felt exhausted and beat up really? and I wanted to fall asleep and eat. No, I've definitely felt like high. No. Like a high after. No, I've had second wins. That's a good feeling. And those are amazing because it's right when you're about to give up. And all Dude. of a sudden your body just goes. Bwah. You're like, wait, I could do like another two or three miles. It's like, very weird that your body just kicks into second gear. That is like, I have to say, I can't run anymore, dude. My knees get like too fucked up. Like I'm, I can't yeah. do it. I'm never running again. Dude, I used to love running. Because it's, you're kind of floating. You're out and about. You're in nature too, which is a very yeah. great feeling. Um, but no, there's too much pain. I used to, yeah, when I was in college, I got into running for a little bit. And there was one time, I would run in like Newport Back Bay. Oh, wow. You know? Beautiful. So beautiful. Because right by UC Irvine. I used to so run on the beach too uh, in, in college and it was like amazing. But well, again, no, I'm talking it's about Back like, Bay. You know that track that goes like 10 miles around the Newport Back oh, Bay? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, beautiful. Yeah. I would Incredible. love running on the beach too. Get in the ocean after. It'd be winter. Yes. It'd be cold. It'd, oh. It's the best. But like it's it's widely like decided by the medical community. And I don't even know that much about this. But like everyone, Running's any doctor, like it's horrible for you. Like don't do it's it. Fucks, like, yeah. It's so bad no, for you. No, literally body. now I'll do like a two mile run and like then like I'll try to go on another run a few days later and like my knees and feet will Screaming. just be like yeah no no no. i it just doesn't work for me but i used to really like it it it's, felt so good and yeah the second wind where you, yes you'd be like on mile four or something yeah. and you're like all right i'm done and then you'd be like wait a minute and there's like a there's like a thing too of like if your brain works this way which it kind of does for me which is like you see your what you've done 
mm. and then you see the end. So it's like very, it's very like palatable and like physical how the journey is going. As I opposed just, to if you're doing reps or something, you're kind of like, okay, I guess I'm done soon. But if you're running, you're like, oh, I've made it that far and I have this far to go. So you can kind of track well, you how set far little you... things to you. Like, uh, you're like, okay, I'll walk when I get to that yeah, street yeah. lamp. And then you got to just like push yourself to yes. get to the street lamp. Like, yes. I always like seeing the miles too. Like I had my little like Nike running nap and yep. I'd be like, oh, hell and yeah. Kevin Hart's like... on there being like, one more mile. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay, let's go. <laughs> so runner's high. I think it's real. Okay. I mean, I've never had it, but I'm I'm sure it's great. I wish I would have. What about this? As someone without hair, but you used to have hair, mm-hmm. how often does hair need to be washed? We're talking shampoo, proper shampoo and condition. Yeah. Since I buzz my head, I don't have to worry about this, but... <sighs> like, if you were to tell Ember, you're a single dad, Ember's yeah. like, Dad, how often do I have to wash my hair? I don't know. I mean, I just look at her and I go... You look kind of grimy. I think it's time to wash your hair. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of, I just do like that's an eye answer. test. I just look and go, okay, you look, you've been in the playground a lot. Did you know I didn't shampoo my hair for two and a half years? I did. I've known people that have been very anti wash the hair. Yeah. And I always fa- found that to be, um, probably cool. You know, probably like there's, I'm sure there's health benefits and all those things, but I always was just like, you had to go over a real hump there that is and that hump was probably pretty gross that no it's like <laughs> six to eight weeks right when you reach like five week five it's like woof like maybe you don't come out and hang out with us because like like the thing is i had a pixie cut. I, I don't think i don't think i could do it with long hair it's like too gross it's kind of gnarly pixie cut i do that and then i just like you know wear a bandana or something over it but it makes sense and i mean it's I, like I, it, and i was like i was like still like rinsing it and i would condition it too it wouldn't it's not get smelled I just wasn't okay. like, sh- you know, shampooing You were just like, it, it was sticking to your head, to your face. It was just really oily. You're right. Yeah. Listen, I mean, there's no question. The whole shampoo thing's new, right? It's only sure. like probably 80 years old. Sure. So it's like, we don't, we're not probably supposed to be doing it yeah. to some extent, but we've become so used to being so clean that yeah. it's like going through that. Then I'm going to transition to this. Do okay. you actually need to wash your legs in the shower? <laughs> okay. Apparently, is this like an online debate? I think Washing it is. Washing your legs. I would say your legs. Okay. Let's break down body parts in Let's general break terms. Down washing. Like, what are we talking about here? Yeah. I mean, anything that's not covered by clothes are being exposed to the elements. This is, yeah, but so also like, like my stomach, it has a covering all day. If yeah. I'm wearing shorts, then I'm getting dust and, and dirt also, on my legs. Well, and it's I also guess. like, where are you? This is also my whole thing with showering. Like, did you walk through the mall? Like in shorts? Like your legs are probably not fucking dirty. Right. Like our standard of like dirty is a little wild, right? Yeah, like, we're very clean. Right. We're very clean. To a fault, in my opinion. But yeah. yeah, it's like I don't okay, maybe this is controversial. I don't actually know what people's thoughts are. I don't I exfoliate my legs like once. Scrub them. Yeah, like once a week or every other week, just to like get dead skin. Yeah. Like, but my legs aren't usually, unless obviously I'm outside like in the mud and then I have to like scrub my legs with like mm. soap and a washcloth. But otherwise right. I'm not, I'm like, I, I don't soap. Okay. I don't soap up my legs in the shower unless I'm scrubbing them. Unless like I'm exfoliating. Yeah, it's almost, well, you almost too. It's like, it's like you let the soap go down. Sure. And then it kind of takes care of it a little bit. I only soap up though, like my armpits. Like I don't really like, like soap where up you everything. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like crotch armpits. Let's like. transition into this. How are you with going to bed 
or waking up showering? Like, I, if you're going to shower once in the day, where is it going to be? Well, this is hard because I would generally, I feel conflicted because I, w- I would pick morning, but only because I want to style my hair. Like I want to blow dry my hair or have my hair air dry. Let's say the hair, you're just going to keep it in a bun all day. Like you're not doing that. Okay. If hair is not a factor, if I'm like bald, if I don't have to do anything on my hair or yeah, it's in a bun. Yeah. I want to be clean before I get in my sheets. Okay. So you're going to pick the night. Yeah. I'm the same. Yeah, that's 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 by the way, that's I don't think that's the general uh, agreeance. I think most people shower in the morning. I just feel like and it's for me, it's all vibe. Like sometimes I'll feel like but there are times where I'm like, I cannot sleep well if I don't shower. I have a very sensitive skin to sheet feeling. Or if you feel like your feet are even slightly dirty, right. I, even if I can't shower, I'll get like a washcloth and I'll like right. wipe my feet down. And like, I used to have a buddy that would go surfing uh-huh. and then go to bed afterwards. And then you would see like it would sand it as bad. Sand. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, bro. Like, That's why we talked about this. You said you like sand camping over dirt camping, sand camping. No, I Dude. love sand camping. I'm just saying like I know, having sand in your bed no, when you like lay in it. You're about. like, with sand like, camping, it's like inevitable. There's going to be sand in your sleeping bag. Like that's so. I can ugh. understand that. It's gritty. There's texture. Like, But I'm in the sand. I think if I'm in the environment, it's different. Yeah. If I'm at home sleep and I got it. a sandy bed. That's wild. I I think I've been there. It's like, yeah. Well, also with kids too. Do you eat in your bed? When I'm drunk. Okay. That's a classic. Like okay. I'm stumbling in like, oh, when, like so back gross. in the day when you've like come home from a late night and then you have like Del Taco waiting for you. You grab Del Taco on the way home and then you're just like eating tacos in bed. Uh! <laughs> but again, no, it's not a, it's not a sober activity for I me. I think like the only thing I'll eat sober in bed is if it's something like, I think in my brain, I have like rules for like clean and not clean, kind of like the puritanical thing. So I'm like, you know, eating a bowl of grapes in bed, very clean. Right, like it's not uh, yeah, yeah. crummy. Crum, it's crumb. It's a crumb issue. Or but there's meat. also sauce or oil. Like yeah. so, like pizza. It's like oily like, or the sheets. Ah, that's gross. <laughs> that's foul. Ember loves to eat in bed. So like in the morning, sometimes on weekends, you know, like I'll, yeah. I'll cook her breakfast, and then she'll be like in bed, and I'll like serve her like a queen. Yeah. Um, no, see that's the thing. Breakfast in bed, I don't like that. I'm not. I'm like not. You get a little piece of egg on the bed. Only way I can do it is if like I'm on vacation. Then I okay, can kind of sure. do it. It's but like, not, at home, like you don't have to clean. You exactly. Know? Like, but Ember, Ember will, uh, Ember will eat. So like, let's say I can make her pancakes and yeah. I serve it to her. You know, she's six, so she's just crumb city. And I'll get in bed that night, and it's just like, dude, what? And I'm just like, I turn the light on, and I'm just like, whoosh, whoosh, like getting all the crumbs out of my bed, dude. We do snacks <laughs> during like books before bed, and right. like the kids will get on the bed, and we'll do snacks. Yeah, and then there's like popcorn pieces everywhere. Like, yeah, and then exactly, Gray does like that, and then I'm like, it's all over the floor. <laughs> it's, I'm like too tired to like whatever. <laughs> so what's the consensus? Do you need to soap up your legs and wash them in the shower? I feel like no. Um, it's a it's a leg to day basis. If you're outside running around in the dirt, sure. maybe. But if you're just like living normal life with pants on, probably not. I don't no, think. I you're... don't think so either. Okay. Is being hot better than being smart? Would you rather be? Oh, thousand percent. You think being hot's more advantageous? Here's why. Tell me why. Soup. I'm. I'm. I'm taking the like. Um. I'm taking the stance of like people that are like exceptionally attractive. Like, okay, we're talking about like exceptionally the people attractive where people. Where you're like, oh my god, yeah, like, that person like, was perfect. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, when yeah, you yeah, see yeah, a person, yeah, and you're yeah. like, that person is stunning. Yeah. Right. I'm talking about those people, not just generally attraction, mm. and that's all relative. But but like, like when people you see people and you're like, whoa. Yeah. Right. No, the person where you're like, did you see that guy? Exactly. Or like, did you see that girl? Exactly. Like, 
Whoa. Yeah. 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 I have found that like people that are exceptionally attractive, they tend to like float and they don't have a lot of stress in their life. They're kind of just like, oh, this worked out for me and I got invited to this thing and everything okay, worked out and they, they took care of this for me and they gave me this opportunity and this, this, this. Or as opposed to smart sex, it's to work hard, you know? Versus like, Granted if you were just though, born exceptionally talking, good looking. But this is the thing. You're also talking from the sample pool of exceptionally good looking people who are also famous and therefore no, like I'm not talking about No, I'm not okay. talking about famous people. Okay. Okay. I'm just saying, okay. I, I've known okay. people who are exceptionally attractive who are not famous at all. Okay. But they just tend to be like, yeah, it all just kind of works out. <laughs> Like, they're just like, it's crazy. I got invited to go on this amazing yacht. And then I went to this cool thing. And then the, the guy, I got invited onto this private jet for this guy who owns his company. And now he really wants me to work with him. And yeah, I don't know. He's cool. He's a nice guy or or whatever it is. Like, things just kind of like float and work out for them. Because I think there's like this. People just want to be around stuff that's exceptional. You know you what I mean? You should read Emrata's book. Because it's really interesting because she like is talking about that. Yeah. Where she's just like, yeah, this like Chinese billionaire, like it said he'd pay me $25,000 to go to the Super Bowl with him. There you go. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, even if it's not sexual or yeah. any even sort of something like that, it's just attraction. People want to be around People just want to be around like people. stuff that blows them away. Right. So I think there's this level of like. And be seen with people and things like that too. Right. It's like you want to be associated exactly. with something, things that are beautiful, people that are beautiful. So. I'm sure everything has its own struggles, but I do feel like you just have to work harder if you're just like if you if it's smarts or or super attractive, it's like super duper attractive people. I think they're in the door already hmm. versus smarts. You have to prove. I'm also like, what are we talking about with smart? Like, mm-hmm. are you are we talking like book smart? Are we talking like logical? Or are you just talking about being a total airhead? Because you could be a total ditz and be super hot and you could have a pretty miserable life because people could just like use you for sure right there's there's yeah. definitely like there's definitely downsides kind of i'm sure it's kind of like i kind of look at it like being a dumb person with a lot of money or being like you know a hot person that's really dumb you know it's sort right. of like this currency i think every one of these scenarios has a downside sure but if i had to choose i f- feel like if i'm just exceptionally attractive I just have to work less to like get opportunities. To be honest, I also looked at the downside of being exceptionally smart. Cause also if you're ex- exceptionally smart like that, it can be kind of miserable. Yeah. I, because then everyone me, else around you feel, yeah. And I would imagine for you, everyone <laughs> else around you feels like they can't even keep up with no, you. No, that's not what I meant by that. Actually. No, I meant like you're like how they say ignorance is bliss. It's like when you understand yes. things that, that can be kind of like miserable if you're very smart. Oh, then if you it's knew the like, secrets of the world, that would be haunting. Cause you're like, I know right, too much. Right. Right. What about being though, what about instead of smart? What if you did rephrase it and did the old biblical tale? What about being like infinitely wise? I feel a little different, more different about that one. Cause I do feel like wisdom will just like create a path to like a more perfect life. Cause mm. if you're wise, then you would have more like peace in your life, presumably, right? Mm. But then you got a bunch of people coming to you constantly with their problems. I love that. Oh, well, there you go. Like giving people advice. You like giving people advice. I would choose if it was between. Okay. If it was between being infinitely hot and infinitely smart, I'd pick infinitely hot. If it was between infinitely hot and infinitely wise, I would choose infinitely wise. Interesting. Because also if you're a wise and people are coming to you, you'd also know how to be wise enough to know how to handle hordes of people coming to you for your wisdom. That's very true. You would know what you need in life. Yeah. And you would know what other people need in life if you're wise. You would like have the secrets to living a good life. That is true. But if 
but I'm also kind of like, bliss sounds awesome. Mm. Right? It's like the people in the matrix that don't know there isn't a matrix. Right. They're just living their life. Right. And then the second they get out of the matrix, that's when the stress happens. Right. And they're freaking out all the time and they're trying not to die from the robots. And there's something about if like you're stuck in the matrix, you don't know you're in the matrix. You're just like, life's good, baby. I don't know very many people that are actually like that, though. I've known a couple. Yeah, have you? And they're just like, what are we eating today? Right. They're just like, that sounds fun. Let's do that fun thing. Not stressed at all. Not like contemplating. And I would be like contemplating my existence and they'd just be like, why are you, why are you just, even thinking about that? Or have they like, just unlocked the true. key to living in the moment? Because it also sounds like they're hyper present. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So maybe just don't be neurotic. <laughs> <laughs> I pick that's, whichever that's my one message me, to myself i pick whichever one makes me less anxious yes whatever one makes me less stressed <laughs> and less anxious is the one i choose <gasps> okay well we really tore that one apart okay th- this what is this I, okay i just had to put this one this one's a more serious one i guess yeah but i was just like what does this person mean have you heard this before is inheritance fair should people inherit their parents or their grandparents property I and things. That's a weird question. I don't know. Isn't even, it? It's like, I, I'm I don't like, know. what do you I guess mean? If it's what's yours, you can do whatever you want with it. So, <laughs> right? what's the alternative? It's not about you. That the government takes your parents' and grandparents' stuff and distributes it? I guess so. Maybe. I just look at it like it's not, it's not up to the person inheriting, it's yeah. up to the person who's giving it. So, I guess it's kind of like saying, should you be allowed to give a gift? I guess. Well, I guess then that begs the question do you think we really own things? Boy. Uh,. I don't know this question. This is this is bizarre. <laughs> the, clearly, this person, the, clearly, this person's best friend just got a massive inheritance, and they're bitter as fuck about it. Like that's what's going on. It is an interesting question, though. And they're someone... like, "Listen, Kevin, you should give some of that money to me." <laughs> and they're pissed at their parents that their parents didn't give a bunch of money. That's what this is. That's because this question is so weird. It is interesting to think if you died. You wouldn't know where your inheritance went. So what if it was a thing when you're where everyone's in everyone when they the things that they have amassed when they're alive, when they die, if it just got distributed. Unless your kid, but your kid's still alive and your kid's like, what the hell? <laughs> they didn't do shit for it. That's true. Right. Like that's the classic archetype. But do you think that you would do like, OK, let's say that you were like a billionaire right, right now. Mm-hmm. You're a billionaire. What would I do with my money if I died? No, no. no. What would you do? Like specifically with Ember? Oh, I I've, think about I've, this it's I've, an interesting thing to think about i've heard uh i don't remember who but i've heard like people talk about this like yeah. what they do and the, the one that stuck the most out to me mm-hmm. was like they unlocked things at certain, certain accomplishments yeah, yeah, yeah. or oh, certain accomplishments. works so it's like oh when you graduate college i'll give you this mm. and that you could either spend this on a house or to start a business or thing and then once you work this long at your job i'll give you this or like it was a way to be like i don't i want to support you but mm-hmm. I also don't want you to be a victim to maybe opulence or something, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think for me is like, if I had like amassed a crazy wealth, mm-hmm. I'd be like, okay, I want to set you up for success, but I also don't want to like, let's just, just arbitrarily, I guess like 20 bucks. <laughs> for no, like, like do you years. think that you would cap it like at a certain amount that you would like, you know, even if you unlock certain achievements, would there be like a cap of like how much money you would give? If I'm kid? still alive, because I, I mean, I'm hoping I'm still alive from 
because we're talking about like if I'm 90 and I die and then my kid's like 60, right? Oh, that's, that's different. True. But if I'm watching my kid's life, okay. I think that's how it determines. So oh, if right. I'm watching my kid oh, be yeah, responsible I mean, and point. care for people and all those things, then I'm like, you're going to get more because I know you're not going to squander it. Sure. But if I see you're wild and causing a lot of problems, then I'm like, I'm not going to give you a bunch of money because it might hurt you. Yeah, you, you're not responsible yeah. enough to handle this this responsibility. I think that would be my like mindset with it. What about you? I don't know. I like something that my dad always said with like investments where he's like, well, he's like, I'm not going to ever invest. He told Gray this when they're talking about the gym stuff. My dad was like, well, I'm never going to like invest in someone's thing just because they're like my kid. Like I have to think it's like a good right. idea, sure. and a good business opportunity. Otherwise, like I'm not going to do it. And I thought that was kind of like an interesting yeah. mentality where he's like, well, if I believe in it, yeah, I'll invest in it. And yeah. if I don't, I won't. it's not personal, but it's that just like, sense. and I'm like, that to me is like, I, I, I do actually kind of like that. Because then it's like you as my kid could come to me with a proposal. It's like a very real world. Right. Do you come to me as a pro proposal? I'm open to like investing or helping you build your dream. Yeah. But like if I think it's like feasible. Right. But then there might be a part of me that goes like, oh, yeah, I do want to help you with your dream. I'll throw you, you know, 20 grand. Whatever gonna, the relativity of your right, money is. You know? Right. 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 But I'm not going to like just hand over $10 million when you want to start this new business or whatever. Yeah, exactly. If I'm a billionaire. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's all just about like if your kid's like respectful and loves people and takes care of people and works hard and you're like, oh, okay, like, but yeah. like if your kid is struggling and not doing those things and not, I don't know. Well, it's also like the principle of what you do with a little, you'll do with a lot. And I do really believe that. Like, 100%. I do feel like if you can't manage, like, granted, if you're like living in poverty, it's difficult to manage money. But I'm like, okay, you could see how even someone who has like a, you know, a $50,000 salary, yeah. you can see, I've seen it in my friends how you know five different people will handle yeah. a fifty thousand dollar salary different you know i also think too if i made a ton of money i would be more focused on generosity over like sure. even like how well they're doing with like their businesses i think i'd be more like oh are you gonna help these people you know right. what i mean like because it's like if That's money's like, no problem anymore then it's like why do we like i would want to help so it'd be yeah. like oh if my kid's going out i'd want to put my kid's brain in like Making a bunch of money is not the priority about being a human here. It's like, how about generosity, love, helping those well, in need? I like, I, I think be, I'd lead more into those. I think I'd be giving my money to anyone who has projects that I think are like benefiting the world. Sure. So it's sure. like, if my kid is doing that, then I'll give them the money. But if but he's if like, I just started not, a hedge fund, dad, I'd be like, okay, well, <laughs> I don't know if that's exactly what I want. Maybe. I don't know. I feel very passionate about this. And I've talked about it on The Bachelor. What do you think? Like, I feel very passionate about kids living with their parents at a certain age. And I feel like, like like staying with their parents. Yes. Like I feel there's certain circumstances. Of well, I told course. Amber like, she's going to live with me forever. So that's fine. Yeah. I was like, you're going to live with me forever. That's what my mom said I until you. I was a teenager. And then she's like, get out of here. Yeah. My mom said that when she was like, I hope you guys live with us for like a long time. And then when I was 18, my mom was like, bye. -bye. <laughs> yeah, please leave. Off to college. You go. <laughs> in Spain. <laughs> in, like, or an exchange program. Yeah, we're sending you away to boarding abroad. school. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that changed a little bit as I got older. But okay, no, like obviously there's scenarios. I'm not talking about like when you lose your job, have to move back in with your parents. Oh, but or, like, just like if you if you could plan your trajectory. Okay, I'm but okay, this is what why I'm saying it. Gray's okay, Gray's ex, mm -hmm. she was with a guy. Who his parents were very wealthy, owned like fancy restaurants in LA, whatever. He was like manager of their restaurants. They're like 30, not his parents, like him. He was like 30 or around that age. And he like still lived with his parents and also like managed their restaurants and everything. And when I heard that, I was like, that is a 
big to me it's a big red flag like and his friends would all come over and they'd like you know use the sauna whatever and gray was like whatever like it's a sick house like why would he not i felt very passionately and then of course when they ended up breaking up it was like turns out he was like a really big spoiled entitled brat but Uh. i felt very passionately of like I felt like it was a red flag that this 30-year-old, even though his parents have got a sweet place and all that, is still living with his parents and also like working for them and all that. I felt very passionate about it. I know people feel very differently. What's your take on that? I think, again, it's all about like intentionality. Right. So if you were like talking to your parents and you're like, hey, you mind if I live with you while I save money because I want to do this, this and this with it. And it's like the living costs in LA are insane. And so I'll barely be able to survive and I'll waste 10 years just trying to live, you know, whatever. I understand that. I think if you're Would you make your kids pay rent as a 30 year old? Again, it's all about the convo. Sure. So if they're like, I'm going to medical school or whatever, I'm working my butt off and I have no money, but I'm like in school or I'm like starting this business and I'm working 12 hours a day or 13 hours a day and I just can't, I need every dime to survive. It's context. It's context. But if it's like, yo, I just surf all day and like this is sick to be able to like not pay rent or then like I'd be he, like okay it's probably time to what if they're even like yeah I'm a high powered attorney but like it's sweet to not have to pay for no, where I live no so no, like <laughs> if, if you if you're like if you're like on your own and you could totally be self-sustained and yeah. not, then I'm like okay you're mel- you're milking me you know right but if you're just like it's all about intentionality for mm-hmm. me so but they probably reaches an age you know again this is all saying right, like that everything is, is okay well, of course, you know of but, like, but like yeah what is the age then because it's like okay 30 like 30 is kind of like that was kind of my thing I'm like 30 is getting up there like are you gonna get married and move in with your kids right, on your parents property right. which some people do and they're very happy that's I guess. different yeah yeah yeah. so um, i guess that works for that's some that's different though like there's a property you know if we're talking about proper like uh, where i live no, he lived in the guest I can't house say a he property, lived in the guest you know? house <sighs> i see both sides i see I it's really hard for that person to go I'm going to refuse this amazing offer. Yeah, maybe that's my own pride. I think that's what it is too with me. Because I'm like, I would not do live there. Right. I have the same kind of initial feeling you have, which is like, you get out of the house. (laughs) You know what I mean? And then I'm like, wait a second. That's just because I didn't have that option, maybe. And if my parents said, oh, we have a beautiful 5,000 square foot guest house for you to live in and uh, fully furnished and anything, I'd be like, to turn this down is going to be very difficult. Yeah. So like maybe if I had the I, I can only speak to what I know, which is I didn't have maybe that option. It's a weird thing where I feel like I maybe this is something I need to get over. I feel like I owe someone something. Right. So it's like even if it wasn't my parents, if someone's letting me live in the house on their estate or I think whatever. That's our own. I'm yeah, making I'm sort of like, yeah. well, then I have to like give them something like I'd much rather just like work my ass off to like own the thing that I have. But I guess that's kind of a weird thing. If they thing. aren't stressed about it and you're not stressed about it, it's probably just our insecurities talking about like, we got to, well, that thing yeah. that we got to show that we're killing you it know or whatever. that is though, like what I always get very nervous about of that thing of like, then everything's copacetic and then a year and a half later and a uh, conflict arises and then it's like, well, we've been letting you yeah, live yeah, on our yeah, house for the past that's, that's, months. Yeah, yeah if, they're, if they're resenting you for it, it's probably time to get out. <laughs> it's time to move on. One second, that guy just pulled okay, up. Okay, Can okay, I just Give me yep. like three minutes. Yep. Apologies. Okay, what do you think of this? What do you think if Gray and I did a limited edition Patreon series where we do Bible study with Becca and Gray, where we go over Bible stories oh and passages God. each episode? <laughs> I like the idea of someone. Well, I guess I guess Gray uh, studied. He was a religious religion, studies so he major. knows a lot about this stuff. I'll I be, know way more than him. Straight up. I know for someone who was raised in Christianity, know I know the least amount. Like Jess really? will tell me Bible st- stories that I've never heard of. You guys didn't do like, you didn't do like 
I don't know, family Bible studies. It was, you know, it was not really. Um, I think that's where the parents didn't really love God. I don't think they love God at all, actually. Um, (laughs) No, I just I just always was like. I just I didn't, you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. It didn't stick. Okay. Really? It didn't stick. I'd never had any interest. No, but what about like the stories? Yeah, I just in in one ear out the other a little bit, you know. So like, if you wanted to do a, a Patreon with me, I'd be bad because I'd be like, I don't. I didn't I don't ask. Think I, I, didn't, ever, I didn't ask to do a Patreon. No, that's what I'm getting. Next question, please. <laughs> no, I'm saying what I'm trying to get at is that like you guys would know a lot. Right. That's true. So like from someone who doesn't know a lot, I'm like I would learn a lot. That's for sure because. As someone who was in it, he wasn't even in it, and he probably knows much more than I do. Do you know the story of Ehud? Never heard that name before. <laughs> okay, it's not a popular Bible story. That's my favorite <laughs> Bible story ever. Oh, you're like an underground. You like well, the underground stories? This is the story. Do you want me to tell it to you right now? I'm okay. going to tell it to you right now. Don't care if you don't want me to. Ehud. <laughs> I was like, is that a question? Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> there was a, you know, as always, there's always a long line of kings oppressing the people. You know, this is right. something of the Bible. Corrupt kings. Every Bible story nothing is Nothing changes, right? Right. Long line of corrupt kings. God is going to send someone to free the Hebrew people from a bad king. Okay. Okay. Get this. He sent, he picks, it specifically says this, a left-handed man. But here's why. You'll find out why. So Ehud goes to the king. The king's name was Eglon. The Bible specifically says, so he goes in to the king's chambers or whatever and the reason God picked a left-handed man is because they would check, like if you had a sword, they would pat you down on your left side. Oh, you so then the sword was on the right. right. Yes. So it goes in the chamber. Then he says, king, like, can you have all your servants leave? Like, I have a special message from God for you. He right. was like a prophet. Right. This is what the king's like, get out, get out of my chambers. He says, this is the message from God. Pulls out the sword. And then he had escaped out the window. Then it says that the servants waited to the point of embarrassment to mm. go back into the chamber. So I don't know if they thought that they were having sex or something or what, but they were like, king, like what's going on? It says in the Bible, they waited to the point of embarrassment right. and then they broke down the doors and, and what, then the king was lying there dead. Two questions. First one is, hey, how do you hide a sword? Okay. Like just because it's, it's on your, like a dagger. Just because it's on your other side, you it's can't like see a dagger. it. Okay. So it's a little knife maybe or something. A okay. knife. Yeah. Second of all, what's the message behind this? Well, like that, if, if this is supposed to be a message, like what is the message? There's so many stories in the Bible that don't have messages. What about the message of the fucking daughters getting the Abraham or not Abraham getting Lot drunk and then oh, sleeping with him? What's with the point him. of that? Like, there's tons of stories like that in the Bible. It's just a random. Well, I it's guess just the, a story. I guess the I guess the Bible was put together by men, so they just like that story. They're I mean, like, they're dude, like, look like, at this one. <laughs> have you seen this one? This one's insane. Put that in there. And they're like, dude, I, you're right, dude. That one's insane. Put it in. I'm like, why? What does this have to do with like? god and they're like doesn't matter it's just a dope story they're like okay cool next like that's that's i guess that's what i hear he was a lefty couldn't find it you know what i mean that's just the stuff that you're like clearly i don't even know what's going on with half of the bible anyways you know what i mean i love it
Okay, broads, one more quick pause. So when thinking about the perfect gift this holiday season, chocolates are nice and sure, a cozy sweater can be good, but have you considered giving the gift of health? I mean, giving someone the tools they need to get that insight into their health with the help of Everly Well, which like I said, it gives them the insight and knowledge to make informed decisions about how they can best take care of themselves. If you haven't used Everly Well for yourself yet, it is the coolest at-home health company that basically puts the power back in your hands. You can use one of Everly Well's 30 different at-home tests to find out specifics about your health and body. Just pick the test you want, and when it arrives at your door, collect your sample following the instructions then send it off using the included shipping label. Results are reviewed by a physician and are sent to your device in just a matter of days. You can even send them straight to your personal care provider if you want to share them to create a care plan together. Everlywell has so many tests to choose from, from sleep and stress tests to men and women's health tests to cholesterol tests to STD testing. So many options. You have to check out their website. There's really something for everyone. The gift of health has never been more easy to share than it is this holiday. For listeners of the show, Everlywell is offering a discount of 20% off an at-home lab test at everlywell.com slash chatty. That's everlywell.com slash chatty for 20% off your next at-home lab test. Everlywell.com slash chatty. Back to debates. <laughs> oh my God. By the way, Gray called me while you were... um while you were inside and he was like yeah i was uh he was like i was giving edwin shit because he gives me shit about tangents and then you, you yeah. came into the po- the episode hard talking about kitchen remodels oh 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 yeah, yeah the last one we did yeah <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah that one. was too good <laughs> okay what about this one <clears throat> do you okay all right do you want to go something a little more light or a little more serious like, and we're not talking like serious, serious, obviously, but like something really dumb or like something a little more like, ooh, hot take. Give me, give me, just, can you, can you describe, can you just ask them both and then we'll choose? Okay. Do you want to talk about, do you want to debate, do we have free will or sleep with top sheet or no top sheet? <laughs> Pick one. Uh, wow. <laughs> wow. Um, the free will thing to me, uh... I don't, I, I think that's like tied to religion in a way. So it's kind of like for me, if I don't believe in religion, then it's kind of like, you know, or, or is it more like this, the questions like, oh, is just the way that we're born and the way that we're raised means we don't have free will or something? I guess it's like, I guess you wouldn't have to be in religion. It could just be sort of like, is there just like a path that the universe will take? And like, can you, got it. is it possible to deviate from that? Got path? it. Uh, I say we go top sheet. Because <laughs> I'm kind of like I don't know. I mean, that, I know I kind of feel the same way. People say like, no, we don't have free will. I think if this was like a Christian podcast, that would be a good debate because <laughs> it'd be like, well, what is it? You know, are we chosen or not? You know, that's the question. Predestined? Um, or yeah, not exactly. Wait, when you were a Christian, did you believe that you were predestined or no? Well, predestination is okay. like kind of a wild. Well, idea. I believed free will because that's kind of like what was preached. Okay. I think evangelical, right? You right. hear, I'm going to tell choose. you something and then you choose whether to believe sure. it. But then I remember one time. Um, me and a couple friends, like someone was talking about this and we're like, well, let's look in the Bible. What does it say? And and there was like literally way more evidence that predestination, predestination. And we were like, like, God has Ooh. written you into the book. Yeah, and we're like, like, Ooh, like, this is kind of dark. So we were like, maybe not, you know? But so, then I always debated with that. I was like, okay, but was 
those things that point to predestination in the Bible, is it predestination or is it God already knowing the future and already knowing that you're not going to choose? Same thing, right? I don't know. I guess if it's out of our control... Or, or, like it, or is it in our control, but God would already know the outcome of what we would do with our free will. You can see what I'm saying? Right. So it's like, we all have free will, but God would already know with your free will, you would choose not, you would not choose him. But if he created us, then he knew what he was doing from before we were born. There so lies the debate. Like, is right. that cruel? Cause he knew when he created God. you that you were not going to choose him and knew you're going to go to hell or oh whatever. My God. Yeah. I do not know. Did you believe in hell? Oh yeah, you did, were you scared of hell? Like, oh Jess? yeah, I mean, I was, no, it wasn't. It wasn't a thought I had regularly, but I was definitely like aware of like ninety percent of what I'm trying to do is not go there. <laughs> like, I'm trying to get my insurance plan <laughs> locked up. My real goals good. are to avoid that. Um. Okay. Top sheet. Okay. So I'm like I'm I can do both. Well, it's interesting. I always sleep with a sheet at a hotel, right? When you go to a hotel, sure. there's there's a sheet and a blanket, yeah. right? So you just do it. At home, I never did it. Oh, Until really? recently, we got some new sheets, and in the packet was a top sheet. And really, you never did it up until recently. Up until recently. So, would you do a duvet? Yeah, just a duvet cover. Just a duvet cover. Here's my thing, though. We, how often did you guys wash your sheets? Just be honest. I try to do like once a week, once every two weeks. Probably more realistically, once every three weeks, huh? Yeah, I think selective memory says once a month. Right. You know what I mean? Right. If it looks clean, it is clean right. kind of thing, you know? I mean, if there's no crumbs in it, no sand in it, you know. Exactly. Whatever. I mean, that is also one of those things right now where people are like, ew, but I feel like once a month is like, if you're not dirty, like. I also there's like. not like bodily fluids on the sheets, obviously, like gross. I'm a big, I wash the sheets when I'm cleaning the house, like doing a thorough clean. Yeah. Top to bottom. Sure. So if that's, if I happen once to be month. around a lot more and I'm doing deep cleans, yeah. but if it's not, then it could be months because I'm just like working a lot or something. We have uh, housekeepers that come once a week and they change the sheets every time they come. Oh, there you go. So that now I've been in the once a week habit, but I've actually started telling them change it every other week because mm. to be honest, now our dryer doesn't work. So when we wash our sheet, well, well, we could get it fixed. We just decided not to and started hanging up our clothes, which has actually been great. I love it because it keeps me on top of laundry. Because, you know, when you pull the clothes out of the dryer and they just go in a basket and then you forget if the basket's clean yes. or dirty and it gets yes. mixed in with the dirty or and you wash mixed, them all yeah. over again and yada, yada, yada. When we, we have to hang up our clothes to dry. And so we hang them on like a little rack and then we immediately take them off the rack and put them away. So it like keeps us in this like oh. cycle. So I thought it was going to be a big pain in the ass, but it actually keeps like the rhythm of like the laundry, like way smoother. Interesting. But the you don't only use a dryer. Mm -mm. Is that like a, like a philosophy? No, or is like it our just dryer like broke. Oh God. And it, like we could buy a new one or fix it. And we were just like, Oh, what a pain in the ass. Let's just start like, like in the meantime, let's like hang our clothes. And you won't fix it for three years probably. Cause that's how those things I don't think go. We, I honestly don't think we will. It's been like eight or nine months now. And it has not been that like, I'm telling you, I actually like the rhythm of putting the clothes away. Like it's like, you I mean, mean I like the clothes up. No, I mean like because I hang them up, I don't then throw them in a basket after they're done drying. Like once they're done oh. drying, I fold them and put them away because oh. it like doesn't make sense to do anything else. They're like not wrinkly because they've been hanging. Mm. They're all perfectly crisp and dry. So I immediately like I we immediately fold them up and then yeah. put them away. So like, I mean, I like the it's philosophy behind not using a dryer, but it actually like really keeps me in the rhythm of like drying clothes, immediately putting them away. Because before we would do the whole piles and baskets and they'd yes. get mixed up and you'd right. neglect it. And then you'd be like, are these clean? I don't fucking know. I threw dirty stuff in there. Let's wash it again. Yeah. So that's me with Ember's clothes. 
Yeah. It's just like, I don't know what any of this yeah. is. <laughs> That's real. Because then, <laughs> like, then you also pack clean clothes in a bag when you go places, then you come home and you're like, the bag's clean. And then, yeah. No, there's like, half of it's clean, half of it's dirty because she took off some of it and used some <laughs> yes. of it. And then it's like, this is folded, but it smells oh, like real. bad. You know, I don't know. <laughs> <That's> so real. <laughs> or like, yeah, I feel that. Yeah, every third thing is like bad, but yeah. And then the socks, there's no matching socks anymore. Yeah. They're all gone. Um, so, anyway, oh, top sheet. But then, so, oh, yeah, go so ahead. I told them to stop washing it so much because the only annoying thing about hanging things to dry is the sheets. We have to like put them over a couch. Oh, yeah, that's it's true. Like I never, hanging a sheet is major. You need like a clothesline, but if it's wet outside, you can't really do that. So we like have to put it over the couch and it's just annoying. So now yeah. we only have them changed it every other week because otherwise it's just like too annoying to deal with. Interesting. Because we don't have the dryer. So anyway. Yeah, I would. Yeah, hanging the sheet is a whole nother world. Oh, but also I don't like doing the duvet because how annoying is it to wash the duvet and then put it back on the comforter? One of the great struggles. It's annoying. Is, you have to is get inside redoing it. doing it. Yes. I've gotten better at it the more right. I've done it, but like it, my duvet cover will sit next to my bed for weeks. Ugh. Cause I'll be like, oh, I should really put that on whatever. I know. Um, that's the beauty of the top sheet. You don't have to wash the duvet that much. That's actually very true. And also this is a surprise with the top sheet. Cause I always thought, what's the point of a top sheet before the top sheet? Mm-hmm. I was kind of sweaty in bed sometimes. Like mm-hmm. I get overheated and then I'd be kind of have one exactly. leg in one. No, the top need... sheet regulates the temperature summer, in a way that you... I didn't realize. Yeah. So since I've been doing so top kid, sheet. Did you not do top sheets? As a kid, I didn't have this problem. It's more like as I got older. No, but did you not no. have a top sheet as no. a kid? No. I always had a top sheet as a kid. Oh. Because my parents loved me. Yeah, my parents I'm didn't love me. I had like some raggedy old No, thing. but I would like, go to a friend's house and I'd be like, they don't have a top sheet. And I was kind of like, ooh. That's a little gross. I get that. Because the top sheet kind of like separates. It's a buffer. And you can also like, also not everyone has a duvet or like comforted with a duvet cover. That's Sometimes true. you're like sleeping with a blanket and you're like. And you're like, how often do people really clean their blankets? <laughs> exactly. I don't clean Even them Even as a kid, I was kind of like, ugh. It's kind of gross. Well, they always out. say too, when you go to a hotel, like yeah. do not. Touch like the blanket. those blankets could be months of being used and people don't wash them they but they do wash the sheets right um but that but since I, so the, i'm only like three months into the top mm-hmm. sheet game and sweating problem gone yeah like where i wake up too hot yeah no problem yeah which is interesting so i'm a big fan now it's just less work too i think it's like you don't have to wash the duvet yes if you have the top sheet really although you can kind of wake up like in a like jujitsu hold with That's that thing true. where it's like in between your leg well, it's also like it's very annoying because if they come out from under the mattress yes. then suddenly they're everywhere and you're like what duh. but then if it's too tight you're like in prison <laughs> so it's like that you got to pull it out a little bit but then if it's too much you're like in a jujitsu <gasps> hold it's a very it's a delicate dance let me ask you this i realized recently I don't know when I became this person. Do you make your bed every day? We're in this, this is interesting you're asking these questions because I, for the longest time, didn't. Yeah. And for the last couple months, I make it almost, I try to make it almost every day. And it's like a mind thing. I Dude, like it a lot. I don't know when I started doing it. I think maybe in the last couple years. Right. It's been in the last couple few years. Maybe it was before. I really don't know. I used to never do it. I used to think it was stupid. Sometime in the last few years, I started doing it. I do it every day and I love it. There's something about walking by your bedroom. Yes. Or walking into your bedroom for a second to grab that thing and seeing your room look like that. That is extremely calming to me. Mm-hmm. If it's in shambles, I kind of, it almost just looks anxious to me. So then I kind of like walk away from it. And, but when I walk in and it, it looks nice. 
I just feel like, ah, oh, I'm relaxed. I agree. Also, my mom always said, and I thought this was dumb when I was a kid, but now I get it. My mom would say, if you make your bed in the morning, when you come home at the end of the day, if you haven't accomplished anything, you have like a nice bed that you did in the first morning, to, like in the beginning of the morning to come home to. Also getting into a made bed. You fold it Ooh. back. You feel like I'm successful. <laughs> It feels like I am a CEO. You fold it back. (laughs) Also with the top sheet, that's nice too. When you fold it back, there's the top sheet on the duvet and you're like, okay, better homes and gardens cover over here. Four seasons. Also though, when I make my bed first thing in the morning, it does motivate me to pick up, continue to pick up, like I'll pick up the clothes off the floor. It like carries me through yeah, because if you see the bed perfectly made and there's clothes on the floor, right, you're like, that well, doesn't I match. Fix but if you if the bed's in shambles, you're like, ah, fuck it. This was my biggest power move, I remember. Like when I used to date and like if I would spend the night at someone's house and especially if they had to like go to work in the morning or something like that or like leave for some reason, which for some reason, it's like that definitely happened to me like a number of occasions, which is, I guess that's normal. Someone has, a, anyway. But you I weren't would, married. So how's that possible? Oh, right. Well, we, I just said you we were like spending. I just said I was you spending the movie? night. I didn't say we were having oh, that's sex. That's true. That's actually, true. Which I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> there were a couple scenarios where I did actually spend the night at someone's and house and did not. Up. Yeah, or didn't. Just I was just like sleeping over. You're just tired. Okay. With our with our mutual friend. Right. I did that like multiple times. Like spent the night at his oh, house. Interesting. And slept in his bed. Okay. And just that buds. was it. Okay. It's like that Buddies. seems like that's so Christian. It's a very like Christian that's thing, I love you know. That. Yeah. But. Then in the morning, that's this is my flex. I would like make the bed like perfect, like military. Like I would make uh, the bed like perfectly, and it always got because you wanted to leave them with a thought in their brain that wow, they'd come home that day and then be like, oh my god, like <laughs> I wow. do, the, I do the same type of thing. <laughs> I do the same type of thing for Jess. <laughs> yeah, really. When she leaves, yeah, let's say for a night to yeah, go yeah. somewhere. Mm-hmm. When she comes back, the house you could lick Christine. the floor, mm-hmm. and part of me. I think a larger part that I'm willing to admit is for like that shock factor. Oh, yeah. Of like, I want her to be like, dang. Wow. And be like, honestly, this is how I live. It's no big deal. It's just like, she's like, I live with you every day. <laughs> this I know, is my like, lifestyle. Like, yeah. It's just, I mean, if, if I was single, this is what you get, you know? <laughs> I used to do that. I love doing that for my nanny families. Like if they would go out on a date, Blow I would like, their mind. I would like light candles, you know, like get, like make sure the room smelled all good, you know? And I'd be like mm. sitting, like reading a magazine and I'm like, oh, hello. Just like intro, yeah, just <laughs> neuroscience th- 328. There's classical music playing yeah. in the background. I'm like, oh, just th- this ambiance. Just like, reading this medical journal for pediatrics for your kid. <laughs> oh, interesting. No. Oh, hi. I didn't even know you were here. Meanwhile, you're like staring outside. You're like, here they go. <laughs> Oh my god! I'm smoking weed in their backyard. Yeah. <laughs> you rush in. <laughs> hmm. I had a nanny family that told me like they didn't care if I smoked weed. Wow! And I went on. They took me to Hawaii with them. It's so funny because I was telling you earlier. I was like, I love being a nanny. And I'm like, yeah, my nanny family let me smoke weed. They took me to Hawaii. <laughs> that sounds pretty. They lit. took me to Hawaii with them. And like the first thing we did when we got to Hawaii is like the dad like bought a bong and we like went to the we got to the uh, Airbnb. They were like with a couple of their couple friends too. And I like sat and like hit the bong with him. And it like wasn't creepy. Like they were just like they were just hanging out. They're just like like if, you, if they were to give you a glass of wine or something. Yeah, like that's yeah. how they were treating. Yeah. It. Well, and then that too. They'd be like, oh, you want some wine? And like they were so. Dang chill that is wild but they were like 32 you know and i was like 22 and it was just kind of like let's all hang yeah but it wasn't creepy at all that's cool isn't that interesting i guess i just don't i can't smoke weed very good yeah like so the idea of like just casually ripping bongs you guys should get a nanny so you can like bring on vacations and stuff (laughs) you should 
<laughs> Take care of our child. We'll be gone for weeks. Bro, my my family, they took me on vacation. Like they weren't, they weren't like really that wealthy. Like, I mean, obviously they had enough. Okay. I say that. Yeah, but I was like, obviously they had enough money to bring me, but like they brought me along and it was just like, it's not like I washed. The, they were just like, Hey, we're going to go out on like some dinner dates right. and stuff. Maybe like you, when we're at the beach, you could take her back to nap. Oh, interesting. And you can just kind of like be on hand to like help with stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think the big thing I would want a nanny for is for the dinners. Totally. You know, some of the dinners where you're like, okay, let's right? have a couple like date I, nights mm-hmm. on this so that we're not always in kind of like kid mode. Or if you go mode. out with friends, you know, or if you go on a vacation with a family with friends, then you're like, oh, can you watch the kids? Like, well, we all go out this evening. Yeah. Pretty chill. That is chill. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's not actually. It's never even been a consideration for me or anything I even thought about. I mean, I was paid, I got paid like 20 bucks an hour. Yeah. And then they were just. like babysitting rate. Yeah. And then they were just like, um, yeah, come with us and we'll like pay for your food and your flight and like your room, which like when you really add it up, like if you're buying all that stuff anyway, it's like not that much more. And then for me as a 21 year old, you know, I was like sick. Right. 22 year old. I was like, sure. Dang. I know. Right. That sounds like a great job, though. Like as a twenty-two-year-old, just to be like flown or like to be a nanny for a wealthy family. That sounds pretty. Sick. Even when I wasn't a nanny for wealthy families, like I loved it. Yeah. It was so chill. You eat their food. You hang out at their house. Yeah, you kind of have like, all the amenities. You can show up in sweatpants, and like no one cares. That's true. You're just hanging Dang. out with kids all day. You get to watch a movie with them every now and then. Chill, yeah. eat snacks, hang out in the backyard, go swimming. Dang. And the great thing about being a nanny too, I'm really selling this one. Yeah. The great thing is because. Since that's your only job, you have no other work stress or responsibilities. When you're there chilling with the kids, it's not like when you're a parent now where you're like, oh, I got to like check my yeah, emails. Right. You're literally just, just there chilling. to chill with them. It's a great job, too, if you're like got other things going on, like school or like whatever. Exactly. Where you're like, I can do my homework while they're napping. Exactly. Like, that's pretty good. Yeah. And like when I was not in school, like I literally when they were napping and stuff, I would just like fold laundry and watch TV, make dinner, Dang. kick it. You can go on a long walk. That's good parenting training for sure. Kind of. Because yeah. being nanny is like so much more chill. Yeah, but at least you get the skills of like not being you afraid do. your kid's going to like fall over and die every second. Because that was like the first year oh. for me. It was like the fear of like my child is a delicate doll. Oh. And you're always just like, no, oh, no. You know, you're true. terrified of everything because you don't know anything. That's true. You also have like different. You watch your the parents you're working for also like fuck up like just in like in the natural right. ways like i remember see, she okay, dropped, i want to do that that was cool I, that's a weird yes. thing i don't want to do that like you kind of are no but even like, like you said the fragile entrance. thing like yeah. i took care of a baby i started taking care of her when she was six weeks old which is kind of crazy like yeah. six weeks that's so tiny right and i had never taken care of a baby this was the chill family that were the potheads i was like i don't i was like i'm gonna be honest in the interview i was like i've never taken care of a baby like i don't know much about infants and they were like well neither have we so we'll like i'll figure it out together oh these are some like the coolest people ever <laughs> they're really cool you'd love Gosh. them they live in san pedro just totally now understanding. They're, 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 yeah, no they live, wait i used to walk through your guys's neighborhood here they live like down the street oh really yeah weird here and i would like walk around and Can you go get along we'll <laughs> so, yeah you guys would be friends but no it is like i don't know it is uh it is good practice too because then you're also around different kids with different temperaments yeah i took care of like oh my god one kid he would like he oh god this is my first family i ever worked for in newport and they're a little they're the craziest family i ever worked for one kid he didn't want to like when he wouldn't want to go to karate he would literally get knives out of the drawer oh. and threaten me with knives and be oh. like, i'm not going to karate <gasps> Or he was, he was kind of a big kid. And he, one time he like, ch- like grabbed me at the throat what? and like pushed me against the wall. Oh, I'm done. I'm like resigned. <laughs> I wish the best for that kid. That's way terrifying. Dude, uh, uh, first of all, 
Every horror movie has like a kid in it. He was really sweet. He just had problems with aggression. He just wanted to kill me with knives. He was. Yeah, he right, was just, right. you know, Poor kid. don't Actually, know what's going feel, on with the parents. That's horrible, you know? yeah. And I was the only one, like, I don't know. And then the grandparents, when I'd see them, you know, they'd be like, the kids have really been doing so much better since you started, like, working with them and stuff. That's good. Like, I mean, everybody needs help, right? If someone needs help, they need someone there for them. Don't know if I'm the man for the job when it comes to the knives. <laughs> I was, like, but- 18. No, I was getting paid like 17 bucks an hour at that job wow. for three kids, five, seven, and nine. Dang. Yeah. They yeah. were crazy. The little one, he's so fucking cute. He was like, uh, yeah, he had, like one time I went out and he had a whole electrical cord that was like in a bucket of water and he was yeah. about to plug it into the side of the house. Right, and right. I was like, what are you doing? And he was like, science. And that was like oh, his cute. whole thing. Yeah. He'd wear these little bright orange Crocs and like a safari hat. Yeah. Every, yeah I don't know. Kids are like, crazy. That's cute. Kind of cute. Until I, they're I love electrocuting that. themselves. Yeah, until, they're, until they get the knives. What's so. the best job you ever had? Like aside from your job right now. Like yeah. best, like if we're talking just like, you know, run of the mill right. jobs. Well, we talked about this earlier with the restaurant thing. I know. And you, like, you really liked it that much? I didn't like, I liked, okay. I didn't like it towards the end, you know, cause you get over it. But Do you I, ever bartend? I feel like you would love that. Um, t- at times. It was like, I, sometimes I'd work when I did that. But yeah. what I really liked, so I worked as a, from in a restaurant when I was 16 years old and worked until I was like 21 or something. And like kind of all through kind of like the last two, year, two years of high school into college. And that was kind of my job all through. I liked it because it was fast paced. It, it taught me a lot of things. Like it mm-hmm. taught me how to deal with difficult people. Totally. It taught me how to handle I mean, stress. Customer service, like because I worked, I worked at fine dining, and yeah. I also worked like a really popular like Italian restaurant that was like banging, like two hour waits every night. Where it was in Orange County. Yeah, yeah. And, um, uh, and then the other place in Laguna Beach, not there anymore, but it was like a high end uh-huh. fine dining. So I, I use, I got like, Damn, I worked. No wonder you probably made hella money. Yeah, too. like I was killing it at like sixteen. Yeah, because it was like I was. All my coworkers were thirty five. Yeah. You know, right. This is like their career. Yeah, like, literally. Yeah. And so I was, it was like awesome. at a restaurant like that. That is your career. Like These people you're are making like, exactly. money. And the only reason why I got a job was because it was a newer restaurant and the owner needed help. And so he's like, Damn, you, you got the job. Up. And so it was just like, oh my God, I had never, I have a crazy story. I, maybe I might've told this before, but what, like Uh-oh. my second shift ever, I mean, suit tie, the whole yeah. type of restaurant. I had a Pellegrino like this with three glasses and I hadn't really figured out the whole tray thing oh, yet. Shit. And the classic thing is you, you were always, 16. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You always put heavy stuff in the middle where your hand is right. and then the light stuff around. So when you pull things off, the tray doesn't go like <gasps> this. I didn't know. So I put the, put the I Pellegrino over. Exactly. This is stuff you kind of figure out as you work with trays. I had the Pellegrino here and then I had the glasses here. So it's perfectly balanced, but you take one thing off, it's gone. So I was, I was, uh, this hot, you know, this like executive guy with his children and his wife and yeah. they're sitting there and he's stuffy and kind of a jerk. And, you know, this is the clientele of a high end restaurant. A lot of times are not the most sweet yeah. understanding people. So he's, I want this. I want this. I'm like, okay, bring it to him. He's to my left. I take one glass off to put <gasps> it on the Pellegrino <gasps> falls right onto the tray spills oh, no. directly oh. on his head. <laughs> And it's and it, so much so that it, it's running down <laughs> no, his eyes and face no. and he's looking at me and blinking and the water is flickering off his eyes. And it was so much water that like he couldn't believe it was happening. So it wasn't like oh, I got it. I got like meat on his like lap and he goes, oh, get this off me. He was so stunned by the fact that there was fizzy freezing cold water drenched him. 
that he no. had no words. He just looked at me. He's like, oh, he was like, oh, uh, no, no, no. My head. dead center. That's insane. Drenched. He looked like he had just jumped in the ocean. And I just, I go, oh, oh, oh. And he literally was like, oh, oh, oh. And I go, I'll be back, sir. And I just run away. And I was like, tell the owner, I was like, ah, this, he, this could be a problem. Like that guy. And then he had to go out and apologize and like comp his whole meal oh, and like the whole thing. God. And that was my like entry to like, it was. was the, would they piss it all? Not really. Like he, the manager. It, it, well, he he was on him. He hired a sixteen-year-old yeah. who had never worked right. in a restaurant to work in a fine dining place, and didn't even, <laughs> by the way, didn't train me. Literally, it was like first day. It was like get out there, and I was just Dude, like, all right. Why does that happen? By the way, side note: first job I ever worked was at a climbing gym when I was fifteen and a half. Mm-hmm. My parents had to like sign some work re- release or something for me to work there. They didn't never teach me how to taught me to run the POS system. So I would just tell people when they walked in that the credit card <laughs> machine was down. <laughs> the classic just lie to the customer because you don't know how to do it. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, they're just like cash only, <laughs> <laughs> no change, because I don't really know how to do the change thing very fast, because I don't have a cell phone yet. So twenty bucks flat, <laughs> and then the manager comes back. He's like, uh, "What? Why do you have six hundred dollars even? <laughs> the classes are eighteen ninety nine. Like, I don't know. It's just a weird time today." <laughs> yeah and i would totally be like they'd be like i don't have cash and i'd be like it's fine (laughs) get in there first time uh (laughs) doesn't change the cost of overhead you know hey you know what i'm saying can't put a price on fun (laughs) see they didn't train you at all no zero train (laughs) and that's kind of the restaurant business anyways was like a lot of like throw yourself in the deep well, end I mean, and figure it out i mean you, you it's not something you can learn on paper let's be real yeah it's like, a lot of like you know then then later on i worked at a restaurant where then i was knew what i was doing so then i was training people right. and they knew what they were doing like it was right. like a very like they knew exactly the service yeah. and it would like took it but long story short what i loved about it was like that i learned how to deal with all those things and it really set me up for later where i was like yeah. i know how to deal with stress i know how to deal with difficult people i know how to deal with like fast-paced environments so uh, that's what i liked about it yeah you know, I thought it was a good, it's a great job, I think, for people who are like in their y- young selves yeah. to like, it's a great job for anybody, but like, especially as a young person, because it gets you to deal with like problems and yeah. problem solving. Like, I think any lot. customer service job as like a younger person is like probably good training for like yeah. the real world. Dealing with people. What about you? Like best job? Yeah. Well, my nanny yeah. gig, but uh, worse. Yeah. Let's see what else I worked at. The, the climbing gym was fun because I would just like work kids that birthday parties really and cool. stuff like that. I don't know. I really like kids. So it was like the kids' birthday parties were super fun because like kids would be scared to go on the wall, you know, and you'd be like, yeah, dude, one time though, like, so th- there's when a kid's little, you're supposed to do like over the shoulder harnesses. Okay. Rather than, you know, like normal waist harnesses. Okay. Yeah. It's you, like, you know, so it's like, like almost like a full harness so right, that no that matter steps, what happens. Well, because I didn't, no one really explained this to me. You're like the POS system is down. <laughs> <laughs> little kids are like top heavy like you know how toddlers have it's like all big head. heads <laughs> it's all heads in a waist one he's like <laughs> he's like 15 feet up Evan and he falls and he flips upside down and it's just, oh he didn't fall oh but he's, he's hanging upside down and I'm like and I'm like, is he you're like this is all out? part of the process we need to introduce them to fear 
There's like no adults in the gym. I'm the one leading this kid's birthday party. <laughs> There's five kids just hanging upside down. I'm blamed. The POS system is so down. So the parents are watching, you know, so I'm literally having to be like, yeah, exactly. Part of the, all this happens. Cash only. So I'm like, can you hold this rope? <laughs> you know? So I climb up there and like flip him, like flip him top. Could you lower him down like head first and then kind of like grab him? I was afraid he was going to fall out. Uh, oh, that's true. And I was the one doing the belaying so i had to be like someone grab this they literally when he fell because you know when you fall off the climbing wall you're it's not like you're falling like you're just like bloop you know like how old is he i don't know younger than five probably four and literally he he literally his little body literally went upside down how did he get 15 feet high i mean he's probably what do you mean ruth can climb like 20 feet that's true but but again she's kind of like trained in the arts no but no? like a like a four or five year old can totally that, get up oh, the wall okay oh, i guess like, so i guess i maybe guess not so. all of them but, but i guess ember's like, um, ember's six so yeah. yeah that makes sense okay yeah. yeah you're like you need to go through this <laughs> to build emotional fortitude for a lot this is a you're like trying to make up some shit for the parents you're like this is an analogy of being of when plans don't go right all right, so are you gonna panic up there? And you- <laughs> this is part of the intro to climbing. And then you crash do it to every course. other kid just to make <laughs> so it look like you meant to do it. <laughs> that was wild. Yeah, that was um, that was a fun job though because it was just chill. And then if there was no one in the gym, you know, you and your other teenage associates would just like stack up pads and jump off of them and right. do dumb stuff like that. Um, worst jobs worked at Brandy Melville for one week. Retail seems really on the promenade. Difficult. That was. A nightmare. It was a nightmare. They wouldn't comp our parking. Right. And the parking was $18 and I was getting paid minimum wage. So parking uh. was $2, two hours <laughs> out of my eight hour day. So you work to park. Yeah. I, it's funny you say that because the other day I was at the Apple store and I needed to get something and I, and the guy was validating my parking and he made a mention like, yeah, we have to pay for parking. And I was kind of like, what? No, I would just do the thing where you follow the car in front of you and then zoom out when right. they leave. Oh, the classic like tail them and then it works actually. The other day I didn't have my credit card and I was like, I didn't realize I didn't have my wallet on me. They didn't take Apple Pay and I was like, what the fuck do I do? (laughs) I think about that sometimes. I think about people going in and then they have no money (laughs) or they forget their wallet and then they can't get out. I'm like, what happens? Do you go to prison? Like, do you just stay like in some holding cell? I mean, I was like, I guess I have to like ask someone to like pay for me and then I was like, no, I'll just wait until a car comes. It has to happen all the time where someone just kind of blunt like doesn't think about it. There's no one going. Like, what do you do? You're just stuck. There's just there's like a prison. That's what's crazy to me. Speaking of parking prison that's basically what getting your car towed is and that concept is crazy to me no if you no. park in the wrong place they'll steal your car and you have to pay to get it back i got my car towed in college once dude me too and fullerton. i thought me too fullerton no way f- yeah i got my car towed in fullerton they it must sucked. be real sticklers out there it's me too i got my car towed in fullerton <laughs> that is bizarre it must be like the most towy place ever dude and then the, the tow place my boyfriend at the time he like he, he only had a motorcycle and like his motorcycles in the shop or something it was before uber so we're like yeah. we have to take the bus yeah. and then we had to walk a mile and a half to this remote ass tow yard yeah and then they're like sorry we only take i don't know like check or something right. random cashiers and we had to walk checks back. yeah yes we did like walk back it was like four hundred dollars like yeah mine was insane. four or five hundred dollars i remember jess had to drive 40 minutes to fullerton to pick me up because it was before ubers yes so, so i 
I was just like, I thought my car was stolen. Yeah. Because no, me too. I just pulled up and my car's gone. I know. And I'm like, what is happening? So I go into like the store and I'm like, did you guys see a car get stolen? They're like, no, you probably got towed. I was like, oh my god. So then I had to call the yes. thing. Had Jess drive 45 it's minutes crazy. to take me. It was five hundred dollars or whatever. And, and the, I was just like, what happened? We were like, why is the guy behind bulletproof glass at this tow yard? Right. Because people are that mad. You start going through the list. Gate opening fee seventy five dollars. Oh, like. Yeah. Entrance fee into the gate, $80. (laughs) Overnight fee, $65. And they just make all these bullshit fees. They're like, we got to fortify this place. You know what's wild? Have you ever seen someone come up on their car getting towed? And they, when they've already started There's so many videos. They're like, like, you know. Because they say, oh, sorry, we've already started it. Yeah. And they're like, the person's like, just get my car down from the truck, please. Right. Right. And they're like, nope. That's the most enraging The paperwork's been filed. I got pulled over not too long ago for like a registration thing mm-hmm. and or it was like a yeah registration and I couldn't find my registration card and he goes, well, I'm going to get a registration ticket. I was like, okay. And then as he's walking to the car, I go, oh, I have the app on my phone. I can download it. So then I download it and he goes, sorry, too late. And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, I already, I already put it in the paperwork in. I was like, the amount, dang it. Assholes. <laughs> and I, well, no, I was like, do I go off? Doesn't solve any problems. It no, doesn't. We'll leave it. Have you, yeah, I don't go off that often, but there are times, like there was this one time when I was pregnant and we were at the airport and you know how they're like real big sticklers about picking, like you can't, when you're picking someone up, you like can't stay for more than like two minutes when you're picking someone up. Oh, big time. Yeah. They'll, they'll get on you quick. I was like at the final terminal and I remember I was like eight months pregnant and I was like, sorry, my bag's delayed. And Gray was like pulled up in his truck and she's like, I'm going to write the ticket right now if you don't, if he doesn't move his truck and he was going to have to go all around again. You know how big LAX is. It's like an hour. And I just remember I being like, please, like, please. And she'd be like, if you don't move your truck right now, like I'm going to, I'm writing you up a ticket as we speak. And I was just like, you are a bit, I don't think I said that, but I was just basically like, yeah. you're a bitch. Well, like, especially when you, I would have just been like, Oh my God, the baby's coming. And then she's like, oh, and then she runs away and you're like, okay, cool. Let's what I go. love on TikTok is people will quietly film in their like customer service job at the hotel and stuff like customers, yeah. oh, like where I you can hear them going off. That's the other side of it, right? The other side is this lady is probably dealing with this although, all day. Although you could do the thing of just being like, I'm just going to pretend I didn't see you. Like, and that happens sometimes. You know, mm-hmm. people do that thing of like, I'm sure. going to pretend I didn't see you. But when I'm like pregnant and my boyfriend is like beater 1996 Tacoma is like. But there's a reason why she's employee of the year. She doesn't play these games. She's written up so many goddamn tickets. How does she win the award every year? By being nice? By like letting it slide. Do you know that's my dream though? Is when I, it's happened a couple times when someone's like heckling an employee. Mm-hmm. Do you do you like like I like being nearby and I like saying something. Oh, like when wait, heck, you mean like, when a okay, customer okay. is heckling yes, an employee? Yes, 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 yes. Like I remember being at the airport one time and this guy was just being a real dick and being so stupid too. When it's like one of those things where it's like my flight can't be canceled. I have to go somewhere. Oh, you know, right. it's like this fucking flight attendant at the front or right. whatever, whoever she is at the front right. desk is not going to be able to change she's that not, row. Yeah, she's not, it's not flying it. She just has a thing that says delayed and, and then, then I, she just says it's delayed. Exactly. And then I remember being younger and I just, I felt so good being like, you needed to chill out. And he was like so uh, angry. Yeah. And that was just like 
made me so happy to just be able to say like you need to chill out so you like the idea of you going to the person who's being and abusive maybe not even to being the a, employee yeah. and then kind of disciplining them a little bit yeah, or making them not feel even dumb being for a hero. it exactly <clears throat> which is something i probably need to work on but i like making yeah. them feel like an idiot and then also you know as the person who's the customer service person i want to be like don't worry you know like this guy is being an asshole and I see him being an asshole right. to you. I'm not ignoring it. You know, right. like you need to chill out guy. Right. Yeah. I see what you're saying. I, I, <laughs> I think for me, when I see the people freaking out, I am immediately just like, you're like, I immediately pull out my camera and start filming. I, and then I, I post it and see if I can get it to go <laughs> viral <laughs> so that I can put ads on it. Um, no, I'm always just kind of like, Wow. What is going on oh, to where like that is, yeah, to me, it almost becomes like this weird, like I pull back and I'm like, it's sad. I'm watching the simulation a little bit. And I'm like watching this person just like go off They're about so like dysregulated. something they can't even control like, themselves. Dude, like what is happening to where you're just willing to go all out on this person no, and, and be like almost arrested for how much you're screaming at this person yeah. over like the fact that something they can't even do like a delayed flight or something. And I'm going like, this is bizarre. I don't know. I kind of like to say, I just you like, like to, to say step a in a little bit. Just you a little like bit. The justice? I'm not going to be like, I'm not, no, I'm not going to go full fledged justice. You know, be like, you need to stop harassing her, sir. But I like just like throwing a little comment I there. Think of like, I, that's yeah. not necessary. Sure. Sure. I'm doing I, that I, whole thing. And right. then the person's like, <sighs> thank you. Thank you. And, and then that they employee looks at you and goes, thank you so much. And you're like, I just do my job. <laughs> and I go, one of these. Thank I, you, Batman. I too was in retail for one week. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I got you. <laughs> Anyway, let's go, guys. <laughs> I made the bed this morning. What would you rather do, desk job or like when you're like a receptionist or retail? Receptionist or retail? I pick. Oh. I look at them the same. Except retail, I would just like kind of walk around and have to like refold clothes. Like at Brandy, we'd have to like straighten out sweaters and stuff. Commission, if there was retail with commission. That's crazy. I'd be like, oh, well, there's a sales tactic. That's only like fancy places, Probably, right? Probably, right? Like Bloomingdale's and places like that, I'm Did guessing. Did you know when you get like, this is something I didn't know, in the like luxury purse industry, in order to get hired at like, let's say, you know, Louis Vuitton purse store. Okay. On the, because I've looked at the applications before, because I was like, I think I could do this. I think I could sell like luxury stuff right, to right, people. Right, like, that right. sounds fun. Mm -hmm. Like that sounds interesting, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. On the resume, you have to say, they ask you like, do you have a client list from like your last job? Whoa. So it's like a thing when wealthy people yeah. like you'll be like, oh, you know, Mr. Ambrose, like, can I get your email and your phone? I'll give you a call when we get in that new installment of wallets or whatever. And then mm -hmm. you like have their contact. Oh, you know what? That's happened to me before. Really? I bought Jess um, a couple years ago. I want to say I bought her some like really nice sunglasses or mm -hmm. something for a birthday. Mm hmm. From from like a nice store, and like that lady like texted me multiple times. I was like, "How are the glasses?" <laughs> and you're like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> well, no, I was like, "Dang, this is kind of insane. This is what people live like." She was like, "How are the glasses, Mr. Ambrose? I hope you're liking them. If there's anything you're not liking, uh, bring them back. I'll have them fixed for you. We have someone that can screw and tweak. Yeah. If you don't like the lenses, sent. I'm just going like, whoa, like." Anytime you come back, she'd send me. But just so you know, uh, Mr. Ambrose, we're running a special. Uh, like in in Mr. An it wasn't like a generated you know, text. Like it was like from yes. her. Yes. And I was like, whoa. So like, on the resume, they're like, do you have like a contact list? That makes sense. That you can bring. She was clearly like, trying to collect me as like right, a client or whatever. Right. Isn't that weird? Very weird. I know it's a bizarre world. I'm like, how do you get into that kind of thing? Meanwhile, I'm just like, <laughs> is the sale still going on? 
<laughs> what kind of sale are we talking? Yeah. 15 or 30%. Listen, you do a deal if I buy five shirts? They're like, sir, this is a Zara. We don't do that. <laughs> I'm buying five shirts here. Oh my God. That's like, what's the financial guy? What's the financial guy's name? The, the real popular Christian one. Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey. That's like, you know, he's like, cash is king. Tell them that you'll pay yeah. in cash and see Sir, if they'll give I'll you a deal. I'll pay 50 bucks for the leather jacket. Cash. Ha- cold, hard cash. The 16-year-old is like, uh, sir, I don't even know. It just, it's just, you pay and there's a, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh my God. You know what did work though is my dad did tell me, he goes, don't do, on when I was looking for a job after the bachelor, the bachelor, he was like, don't do an online application, like print out an application and walk into stores. And like give them your right classic old guy vibes. Like I didn't my parents get a job that way. Really? Because that's, that's, that's I don't mean old guy in a bad way. I mean more no, like I know that's like the cash. That's thing. like it's my like dad dumb... would say this. Hey, you want to make a face? I'm like, Dad, I'm applying for Jamba Juice. I don't need. I don't need like a face to face. You know? <laughs> no, but I did it. I mean, I got it. Granted, right. I got a job. Brandy was an excellent. Sure. And most stores I went into, they were like, you have to fill out the online application. Right. But I still did it. I walked in. It's like their manager. It's not going to hurt. Like it's not. It's a manager. I'm not doing anything else with my time. <laughs> right. I'm unemployed. No, it's so funny. The whole job thing. It's like so stressful. And like those. Yeah. Just, hey, here's what you want to do. You want to go in there. Okay. And you want to just get a face to face. Sir, I'll, I'll do anything it takes. Okay. You show up for a hundred days straight if it means you're going to get it. <laughs> Meanwhile, like <laughs> the guy's like, you're, you're, you're loitering. <laughs> granted you're more likely to get a job walking 100%. around the promenade than sitting in your apartment am i right and just emailing them 100 percent. yeah 100 you might get a better chance with email probably but you yeah <laughs> but as, if you're a good looking person you know you got a good personality they yeah. might be like we need you on our team yeah that's true we can get you in here selling bags yeah 100 don't worry about the client list you're a good looking person yeah let's see if there's any one last debate okay. that uh is going to be a good one <clears throat> oh someone said get evans cobb takes Cobb, what's that? Oh, you mean Cobb House? Yes. Uh, I'm a, I'm becoming a convert. At first, I, I was very, uh, like, this Dubious. is... Some, well, I was just very, this is some real hippie stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was yes. like, this is just some real hippie stuff. And I, I didn't really get it. Yes. And you showed me some pictures. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, this is actually very Kinda cool. cool, right? And then I, would, then I just became sad that you no one can just build their house using Cobb. You have no. to have, like, certain whatevers. That's what made me sad. Because like I thought, wait, you can, like... I'm like, I could build a whole back house. No, wait, but you... This is the thing, though. Evan, I gotta tell you about our plans real quick. We are gonna do probably a back house cottage out of Cobb. We're gonna uh, contract the guy who did my workshop to come help do it. Yeah. I asked him, get this. I asked him, I go, how much would it cost? Because here's also the thing. In LA County, in most counties, if you build under 120 square feet, you don't need a permit. Doesn't sound like a lot, but actually- 120? 120 square feet is actually low-key kind of big. How big is this garage? Um, This is probably like 15 feet by probably like 12 feet, I'd say. Maybe like 18 feet by 12 feet. It's pretty big. So maybe but three to 400 square feet? 300. 15 mm, by 15 would be- I'd say it's like 250. <clears throat> okay. I probably did the math wrong on so that. Half but I think of this. this is like 250 square feet. It's a 10 by 12 room. Like our bedroom is 10 by 12. Right. My bedroom is 10 by 12. Got it. So I was like actually like measuring it out. I was like, that's actually like, that's a spare bedroom. A spare bedroom or like a studio yeah. or like a little workspace or something exactly. like that. Yeah. So we're looking to contract the guy out to build like a finish. I asked him, I go, how much would it cost to build like, like a proper studio house, like a one bedroom house, like not just the 120 square foot. Like we're talking like 500, 600 square feet. Not that like big, okay. smaller, probably like 300 square foot. Okay. Like, you know, you'd have a sleeping loft. This kind of vibe if it had this, more going this, on. This, okay. this, this, yes, this. I go, how much would that cost? And he goes, oh, he, and I go, how long would it take? He goes, oh, I did a project like that for someone in Colorado. Took five weeks. She spent 10,000 in materials and paid me 10 grand. 20 grand. 
for a house, I go, a mini house. I go, what about if you have like 30 or 40,000? He goes, oh my God, like we'll do like beautiful Bel-Air. custom. He goes, we'll do <laughs> beautiful custom windows and doors. We oh can do goodness. like, you know, custom like roof, fancy like. This is why I was like devastated when you told me that you can't build this stuff anywhere because I was like, dude, like no, I want to build my whole house in Cobb. We're going to do, we're probably going to contract him, that guy yeah, out. That'll be a good tester. To do like a back cottage. And I was like, dude, for our guests. Like right. if we have people come stay with us. We have family and friends. Sure, come stay. Sure. They can go sleep out in this little cottage in the, in the backyard. Cob. We can even record it in the back because it's so well right. insulated from sound. That's pretty good. So anyway, what we're thinking of doing, because we just visited this property out in the Mojave Desert where they they have a bunch of little domes on the property. Yeah. They're all under 120 square foot. So uh, they don't have to worry about getting fined or, or they don't have to worry right. about permits. So what Gray and I have been talking about is buying a piece of land somewhere. I don't know where. Oh, I Joshua Tree. And doing like a cool Airbnb exp- where people can come experience that would kill. it. That would kill. And wouldn't it be sick? Yeah. A lot of people would love that. You can go stay. So anyway, that's the thing about the Cobb. That's but, Cobb. But uh, back, last one. Okay. This is the last one because I know you feel passionate about this. And this okay. actually might be the debate. We didn't really debate on much. Mm-mm. Active versus relaxing vacations. Mm. Okay. You go first on this one. Gray and I were just talking about this yesterday. I will say this. If you're planning to lounge around on a beach or by a pool or any of that, and there's kids. See, you guys do. This is something that I am. We do a lot of stuff with our kids. One thing I am baffled by and and impressed by is that you guys will go do like a Palm Springs weekend with Ember. And that to me is like, I'm like, that sounds uh, like anything remotely relaxing bringing the kids with us poolside beachside we both agreed we're like no if we if we're doing something with the kids we've got to have like a bazillion activities lined up interesting yeah okay but we were literally just talking about this last night if we're going to like hawaii or something like that or even like palm springs for a weekend he and i can both just like do you know chill chill by the pool if there's no kids for a limited time i can do that for about three and a half days Okay. After which I'm like, like my friends had a we wedding hiking. in Nicaragua and we were there for a week and we just pretty much laid around the pool all day. And like on day three, I was like, are we hiking? Am are I we making like snorkeling? A, what are we doing? Yeah. Do I need to start gathering sticks on the beach to make like a hut? Like yeah. we got it. Like I need something yes. to do here. Interesting. Can't just drink and lay around all day. Right. It gets right. a little boring. That's I understand that. I understand that. Okay. Here's the thing. But I don't want to be, but I also, if someone has a, I struggle harder with someone who has a set itinerary, which Jess has said her dad is kind of like that, I think. Here, he that's, gotta, that's that's hard for me. Okay. It's like, yeah, we yeah, have yeah, yeah, to yeah. do dinner tonight at six at this place. Ah, that to me, I get a little like, interesting. you're telling me I have to go to that dinner tonight. What if that's not the vibe tonight? Oh, interesting. That stresses me out. Okay. So Jess, in my opinion, okay. and her dad. Mm-hmm are the master planners no vacationers oh vacationers okay masters okay because what they do is they plan the stuff that becomes stressful when you're on vacation when you're trying to get it get it you're like should we go snorkeling tomorrow and then it becomes a whole thing so what mm. yeah, yeah yeah so like what when you go on a vacation right you're like what becomes stressful if you're well i guess we're not really talking about this but on the just to make it a quick point they're really good at planning the stuff that can be stressful because it's like, oh, okay, if last minute you want to go to dinner, but then that place is booked, now you're bummed, you can't go to dinner. But if the reservation's there, it's an option that's locked and loaded. True, and you don't have to go. Exactly. That's true. If you, uh, 
you know, you need the car. If you show up and you want to rent a car and there's no cars available, you're screwed. Yeah. If, if the car's already booked a month in advance, you True. know, we're just going to show up, take the car. You know what I mean? Everything's yeah. good. So they're really good at like nailing all those small details so that when you get there, the flexibility to do or not do yes. is dialed. She's a master at yes. it. And he's a master that she learned from him. Do they both and, feel flexible though? Of like, oh, well, yeah. we don't have to go to 100%, dinner tonight. Okay, 100%. I'm down with that. Yeah. So that's, the, that's the beauty the table, of it all. That's nice. Is that's it's like great. everything's available. That's great. Because what, become stressful is like when you show up you want to do something you can't because you didn't think about it yeah you know what i mean and then you're kind of bored and then you're bored um you're like fuck i wish we had thought about going ziplining exactly yeah. but she already thought about it booked it and then you can cancel 24 hours before she's already thought about that so she goes do we want to do that tomorrow because if not we can cancel it right now and then you're like we do want to do it boom it's there That's good. but if you wanted to do it you can't because it's booked sold out uh-huh. you know what i mean mm-hmm. so she's a master at that um active versus non-active uh, for me, in general, non-active. Uh-huh. Now, if I'm like... Define, act, define non-active. I look at active vacationing. It also depends on what you're doing. If you're on like a hiking trip, obviously you're active. But sure. like, I'm thinking in terms of like... I think the, I'm taking the question okay, as... Okay, okay. We're going to Palm Springs. No, yeah, okay. And there's that one person who's going, so what are we doing today? And then the one person's like, what do you mean? We're chilling by the pool all day and we're chilling out and having white claws and vibing and talking and occasionally okay. playing games. I am the latter. I'm not. Okay, what are well, we doing today? Hey, there's, there's also context to me too. If I'm driving two hours to Palm Springs, I don't give a fuck. Whatever. I'll hang out and drink White Claws by the pool all day. I'm not like going out of my way to spend money or an exorbitant amount of time mm-hmm. to be there. So like whatever. If we're just going to like hang out around the fire, like I don't care. If I'm flying to Hawaii, on the other hand, what is like non like active, you know. You're just saying like a like a tropical chill location that has action or chill if you yes. want it. But you're having to fly and pay money. You know, right, right. No, it's an investment. It's an there. expensive right. thing. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You've planned it. And yes. It's taken a lot. Yeah. So for me, if, Perfect it's, day. if it's a tropical vibey, yeah. you know, drinks by the water, but also there's mountains you can climb. Uh-huh. I'm like, if I'm going to, if I'm going to be there for seven days, yeah. two days we'll have action. Okay. So we'll plan like a hiking day or we'll plan a day where we rent the car and we drive all around and check okay. out a bunch of cool stuff. Other than that. I'm like beach pool, beach pool, beach pool, walk, snorkel, beach pool. What about, do you feel like, let's say, you know, you're hanging out on the beach. Do you feel like doing a little like parasailing thing? Do you, do you t- consider that active or just like? I'd want it to be, now I would go like snorkeling. Okay. I'd do that. Or what about like, go, you know, going on a dolphin boat? If or we're like all a cat, laughing. Or like a catamaran. It, it, if we're all doing it and it's fun, yeah. Okay. But if it's like. If it, I don't want it to ever feel like work, if that makes sense. Sure. I don't want to ever feel like we're working and like we've spent hours. Like when you're high in the sun and you're waiting yeah, in line to and I'm like, see this, this thing. I want it to be always vacation. So if, if I'm in the mood to be active and I'll be like, I'm going to surf all day. Let's go on the catamaran. Let's go scuba diving. If that's what I'm feeling and it feels like fun and vacation-y, I'm in. Yeah. I just, we've all been on those vacations like with our parents or something where it's like they're dragging us out of bed mm-hmm. and we're like, going somewhere and it's a six hour drive and it's just like why are we doing this (laughs) we're all fighting everybody's screaming at each other the guy is not there dad's you know what i mean it's that whole thing yeah forced yeah thing i don't like that's actually funny that's like the one thing i kind of miss is family vacations Uh. do you guys still do that your families I haven't been on like a family um, vacation in forever. We've done a couple family it. vacations with her dad, but yeah. he's like, and he's the king of vacations. Right. So it's amazing. Right. He like has planned out every detail, 
it's chill. He he know because he knows vacation so well too. Yeah. Be like, I know what about two we're gonna want like hors d'oeuvres. Oh, so like I've I've I made a reservation for us to walk down and get tacos at this place. Like he just yeah. knows the vibe. Yeah, and so right when you think about what might be nice, he's like, we're already going. That's so great. like that's awesome. But what I don't like is like mom really wanted to go see the whatever and we're all like here we go or like the cousin really but it's like the cousin really wanted to go on a hike and we're all like oh i'm so tired that's what i don't like you know what i really want to do my mom always wanted to do this but now i have inherited this i don't like have you been on a cruise ship once i don't like do you like it it was a 21 thing for me 21 that makes sense. it was just it was it it was a way for us to like drink and just like run around yeah of course you know that's fun no i went on a cruise ship at 15 we were like on the mediterranean very Mm. fancy we went like a european family thing that's cool i did it once very fancy yeah but the whole time i was like i don't want to be on this cruise ship i want to be like staying in italy oh even at 15 Oh, I was very like that, where uh, I was like, you know, over romanticized Europe, yes. and I was like, and why would I want to be on this? Like, yeah, I was like, why pulls would up I? Pulls his Vespa and takes me yeah, away. Yeah, I'm like, why would I? Well, also, I, which makes sense. I'm like, why would I want to be on this cruise ship with all these like retired Americans? Right, right. When I could be like staying above a little bistro, sure, like, a bistro, yeah. And instead, I'm doing an all-you-can-eat buffet, right. On the Mediterranean yeah. when it could be like in Spain or Italy. That was kind of my vibe. But now as an adult, that. what I really want to do is do like multiple families mm-hmm. and bring like a nanny or something. Mm-hmm. Or or actually when the kids are old enough, they can just go right. off to the kids club or whatever. Right. And then yeah. in the evenings, you could be like, oh, hey, who wants to go do karaoke? Oh, who wants to just go? And then everyone kind of split up and do their own thing like That's on cool. the cruise ship. Doesn't that sound kind of fun? That does sound cool. The cruise ship I went on was like a 21-year-old. No, you like, were like on the booze cruise. It was the, the worst. Mexico it was like the cruise. lowest end. Like there was like one show and like a place to get like food. You know, it wasn't like, just, yeah. but I, I do know that some cruises are like incredible. Yeah. You know, like I Vegas do the, on I want to do the water. Alaskan cruise. There you go. My parents that did something cool, like right? that. Parents That's always. very retiree. Right? Everyone on the Alaskan cruise is like old. But it seems like romantic, right? It's like chilly yeah. and seems like bougie yeah. like probably really nice food probably a lot of things to do for kids too so it's probably fun that way or are you talking about just you and gray mm, i could go either way if there's other families i could bring the kids right that's kind of where like the the all-inclusive resort is great too what mm-hmm. i realized when we went to a resort for like some instagram thing you got the kids club that they can be in like all day that's pretty cool that's pretty and cool. then all the stuff is on the property so you're like oh we can go jet skiing if we want we can go snorkeling if we yeah. want and we're all on the property while the kids like in the little at their awesome water park right kids club yeah next door that's true anyway so sweet <laughs> that i mean i just blacked out for like an hour and a half i don't even know what we did we just were like Bleh! and then it was over <laughs> but i, I assumed i assumed that was what we would no, be like i actually thought we were gonna get into like some heated debates about things me too but i felt like no pretty chill pretty chill anyway well sweet that's i mean that i think that um oh I, th- I think when it comes to the debates we also like we were having fun topics too you know what i mean and i think that i'm glad we didn't get into things like um water or um <laughs> what like water usage oh, oh, yeah well the water drinking or real real oh, water, things like oh. that um well someone did ask and i skipped that. over it someone <laughs> asked someone <laughs> asked over it. how necessary are the outdoors to our well-being and i was like i'm gonna get i'm gonna take this a little too seriously i feel i feel like it's very it's absolutely okay, well, necessary. There's no debate. There's no debate there. Maybe what we should have done is we should have, this would have been fun. We could have come into the debate with like a side that we were fighting for, even if we didn't believe True. in it. Like outdoors are not necessarily to our well-being. Oh, yeah. And like, I argue yeah, like for that, like in, like in proper debate. 
You know, you only need a shower once a month. No one needs the outdoors. <laughs> Stay inside at all times. Watch movies 24 seven. So one of my story today said one of theirs was animals belong outside. All of them. And then people were like, right. fuck this person. But I, it's funny because I interpreted <laughs> fuck this person. But I interpreted them as being like animals belong outside. Oh. Not like no indoor animals. It's sort of like animals belong outside, like oh. in the wild. Oh, But I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't recommend putting my chihuahua outside for very long. A hawk is going to come and just grab her at any time. So I'm very like, you know, it depends on the animal. Dude, we were talking about, okay, earlier before we were recording, Evan and Jess and I were talking about birds. Dude, there's this crazy Netflix show where part of the show, they're just showing people doing all these extreme things. Yeah. These people, I think in China, have this tradition where they train bald eagles to hunt for them. Whoa, so they metal. carry the bald eagle on their shoulder. Yeah. And then they say like, there's a, there's a bunny right there go get and him. the bald eagle gets it Whoa. and they go and get it. Isn't that crazy? That seems like a movie. That doesn't even seem real. It's real. Fascinating. It's very real. Anyway. Dang. All right. All well, right. That's all broads. Chat soon. <laughs> what a dismount. That, that's the kid hanging underneath. <laughs> 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 I gotta go over to leave our nanny. Right. Grayson's calling me. Chat, Chat soon, soon. folks. <laughs>